On today's show... Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> a man who made his Stern Show debut in 1994. Yeah. Writer, producer, comedian, and actor, Tom Arnold. It's going to be great. I always think Tom is one of the best guests we have because he's so fucking honest. I pick my dad up and I carry him in and put him on the toilet and he does his business and I'm cleaning my dad up and my stepmother's like, Tommy, what are you doing? I go, well, you know, I'm going to wipe dad's butt. She's like, why? He wipes his own butt. I'm like, really? Does he? <laughs> you wipe it for saying? nothing? What yeah. Why didn't your dad tell you that? I he don't didn't know. Wipe his he own was ass. like, he liked you? it. Yeah, I think he did. who was the host of The Bachelor, is now out of the franchise. He Funny uh, you should up. say that. I was just reading about it. Yes, everyone is reading about it. Everyone is all opinionated. But um, <laughs> I am actually watching The Bachelorette, of course. You know, I'm a fan of the franchise. And I and, watched um, the first episode last night. Yes, yes, that's what I did before I went to sleep. And to replace Chris Harrison, their idea was to get these two former contestants, two former bachelorettes, to take his One who place. no longer looks like herself. I'm like, who is that? You know, I was going to be kind and not bring it up because she's a young girl, but <laughs> what did she... That girl was so gorgeous. Cute as a name? button. Caitlin was her name. Caitlin and, Bristow. And I guess when she went on TV, whatever happens... When you go on TV and you look at yourself, she saw something the rest of us didn't. She had to fix her face, which her face was gorgeous. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I don't know, unless she I was ill or something, I don't know what, but she looks she she looks like a completely different person. Like when Jennifer Gray, after um, Dirty Dancing, after uh, when Jennifer Gray got her nose job, she was unrecognizable. And this Caitlin it was gorgeous. I don't know what she did to her face. Uh, if that was voluntary, if, if then... If it's, a, you know, some kind of a condition, then I apologize. Yeah, yeah, we understand. <laughs> but if if you did that voluntarily, I don't know. If you and I don't know what somebody she did. to do that. <laughs> She's 35 years old, Caitlin. She's a young woman. Yeah. But I see now a lot of women now get their faces done when they're 30. In their 30s, some of them in their 20s start in getting Botox. 20s, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember she went dancing with the stars. She was gorgeous, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, but maybe who knows? She looks. All I can tell you is she looks different. Yeah. And so they, you know, Chris Harrison was fired because if you remember, uh, one of the contestants went to an antebellum party, which who even knows what the fuck that is? This is the first I ever heard of it. Well, I well guess it was celebrate. a couple of things. She was photograph, or she liked a photograph. That included some kind of like uh, Confederate flag or something, right? And then she went to an antebellum party. So you know, here's a guy who's been you know he's a, basically uh, hosting the, the the Bachelorette, which is mostly scripted. And I don't know what happened in this particular instance, but somehow ABC 
This is why networks are shitheads. You never work for a network unless you have to. They they fuck with people all the time. Just realize you're working for shitheads. <laughs> yeah, just know who you're working for because they will throw you under the bus anytime. Oh, this guy yeah. Chris, this guy Chris Harrison, who even knows? I mean, who would even know he had a personality? He would just be the host of The Bachelor. He would ask the girls questions about their love lives, and and you know, and sit there like a big dummy, and say, "This is the final rose." That was the funniest right. thing. And by the way, he was very good at it because when I watch these two amateurs, the two the two girls, they're, they're giggling through the whole show now, and they're like, I see really hot guys, hot guys coming in. It's horrible. And they though. have to spend a lot of time with them. Chris Harrison was never standing at a window right. looking at the action. The show uh, lost. Uh, believe it or not, Chris Harrison was good at his job. I don't know if he's a racist or not, but he's, he was good at standing there and asking these dummies what they thought. And interviewing them and, and looking compassionate and feeling uh, sad for them when they and lost out on them love. off to their next thing. Yeah. You know, how are you yeah. feeling today? Right. He, he was very good. Very good at his job, I got to say. I watched the franchise. The guy had a certain gravitas. <laughs> what is your favorite word? Gravitas. <laughs> I, he I, disappeared. That was the thing about him. He was there right. and then gravitas. he disappeared. And then on the last episode of the season, he'd come in and ask questions, and he was good at it. And when yeah. he would come on for for two seconds, he was good. You felt like the show was professional. Somebody's in like control. You <laughs> felt like there was an adult in charge. Yeah. Exactly. When these dopey kids are trying to find love. It was good. The franchise worked. There was no problem. And this Chris Harrison, you never heard it. You don't even know where he came from. I read about it. I didn't know where he went after the show. Right. I didn't know where he went between shows. He was just there for the shows. He was a, like a, I read about him. He's like a, a sports announcer or something, but in his, you know, he was a, a, a low level guy. And then all of a sudden they gave him this bachelor franchise and the guy was making a nice living and he's doing all right. And he's doing a good job. But, but it, it, so, so all of a sudden this controversy breaks, whether or not the bachelor, the bachelor's uh, a girlfriend is a racist. And ABC, I don't know, somebody at ABC had the brilliant idea. Let's send this guy out for a test run to defend the the girl being accused of being we a racist. We need somebody to talk to the public. Let's yeah. send Chris. Let's send Chris. Now, Chris, uh, give him a trial run. Let him talk about, like, maybe, like, uh, gun control or something first. <laughs> or give him a couple of practice sessions. You know, prepare. It's almost like asking Miss Universe yeah. how to solve the world's problems. Right. So he goes on. With um, uh, the first black bachelorette on a TV show on extra television, and she is asking him about the controversy. He starts opening up his mouth, and he's saying all the wrong shit. He's, this is what he should have said. How do I know anything about racism? Seems I'm, like I'm the, a nice girl to me, but. Yeah. <laughs> you just say, you know, I don't know. She, she seemed very nice, but, you know, who knows what is in anybody's mind. That's it, and the controversy over. But he, got, he started to um, defend the antebellum party, which which he didn't even need to do. He all he had to do is just go. I don't know any. I never even heard of an antebellum party. I, they locked me in a box until I taped the next episode of The Bachelor. I don't even know. I am so the wrong guy to ask about race. Have Al Sharpton on. Have on Jesse Jackson on. Ha, have uh, you know have 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 the head of the Ku Klux Klan on if you want to talk about race. But don't talk to me about race. But but here's here's what he did. If you know, you I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago, 
and that's it. Like, boom, like, okay, well, this, this girl is in this book now and she's now in this group. And I'm like, really? Okay, well, there well, goes. The picture was from 2018 at an old South antebellum party. So I think, you know, it's not a good look. No, it's not a good. Well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good oh. look in 2021? It's because not a, a big good difference. look ever because she's celebrating well, the old South. She's cel if I went to that party, what would I represent I, at that party? I don't. I don't disagree with you. You're you're 100 percent right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. Again, I'm not uh, defending Rachel. I just know that I don't know. Kind of are. 50 million people did that in 2018. He's actually defending between, antebellum you know, it's like parties. There were, that was a <laughs> type of party that a lot of people went to. And again, I'm not defending it. I didn't Let's just remind everyone, in college, I was never invited to any parties. Racist or not. <laughs> didn't go to it. So, uh, so ABC sent him out to explain race, and the fucking guy just fucking blew it. I mean, you know. He just stepped in it with both feet is what he did. Yeah, he, he just jumped into the pool. And then ABC fired him. Like, they should have given him a practice. Like, they should have let him solve the Palestinian-Israeli problem first and then go on to race. Yeah. You yeah. know, do something simple first. Work him into it. <laughs> and they tried to help him out. They put him on, on a, the ABC show, Good Morning America. They, of course, got Michael Strain, who is a black man. You got to get a black guy to apologize to. So Chris goes on ABC, Good Morning America. They go, Michael, All you this is very silly. Like, you got to have yeah. a black man interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got Michael Strahan. Who's he going to apologize to? George Stephanopoulos? No. <laughs> <laughs> get, get Michael Strahan in there and he'll apologize to him. We don't get over this stuff. This is so stupid. It's everybody's problem. Look, it got Chris fired. And at this point, Chris wanted his job back so bad. They scripted out. They said, listen, you got to go back to the script. You on your own. You're a disaster. <laughs> Let's we had write to... something for him. <laughs> well, and, and then he started reciting it over. And it, it, something about being an imperfect man. Here, this, this is what he said. A lot of people, and I'm wondering, why would you defend Rachel Kirkinell? I am an imperfect man. I made a mistake. And I own that. <laughs> it's like Sal. It's like when, when Sal does his apology. All I am trying to say is it is not typical that black people will be having babies with white people. And I, uh, Sal, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm a, all I know is I am an imperfect man. You know, so the whole thing came off very uh, insincere. A lot of people, and I'm wondering, why would you defend Rachel Kirkinell? I am an imperfect man. I made a mistake <laughs> and I own that. I believe that mistake doesn't reflect who I am or what I stand for. I am committed to the progress, not just for myself, also for the franchise. Antebellum parties are not okay. Past, present, future. Knowing what that represents <laughs> is unacceptable. And Strahan was Jeez, like, they uh, must have really slapped him around in that office. Oh, they, they might. They slapped all the ad lib out of him. He didn't ad lib <laughs> for one second. And then Strahan, you know, they, they, they then they go afterwards. Hey, Michael, do you accept? Uh, uh, oh, uh, no. the, the, you know, or whatever they say. And he goes, I don't know, man, that sounded awfully bogus. You know, and so <laughs> they put Michael him on an ABC. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And, and Chris Harrison's probably like, wait a second. You guys are supposed to help me out here. Right, right, right. You're yeah. supposed you guys know, to say okay. Yeah, you're supposed to say I did good. 
Oh. No, his, his apology is his apology, but it felt like it got nothing more than a surface response on any of this. And obviously, he's the man who wants to clearly stay on the show, but only time will tell if there is any meaning behind mm-hmm. his words. Oof. ABC. ABC is the best. You right. couldn't even get Michael Strahan, the happiest guy uh, on earth, right. to, to accept your apology. Strahan kicked him in the balls. I think a couple other ABC shows had some fun with him. Ooh, you know, they they you really know. used him up. <laughs> well, why didn't he go on The View and apologize to Whoopi? Yeah. <laughs> he should have done an apology tour. Hi, this is Sal Governale. And unfortunately, yesterday on the wrap-up show, I made a few comments that some consider to be racist and offensive. If I did offend you, I deeply apologize from the bottom of my heart. Hmm. What I was simply trying to do was... Now, now Sal knows how to apologize. Was he... Just make a joke over the fact that (laughs) white women generally don't have sex with black men. It was simply a joke. And the joke got out of hand because in this situation, it was truth. People were offended. It doesn't matter what type of baby you have, whether it be white, black, Italian. The important thing here that we can learn from this is, A, you shouldn't drink. Hey, is that an Italian baby over there? (laughs) Oh, you know she had an Italian baby? (laughs) She was drunk at the time. The best part of Sal's apology was when he when he finished taping it, he was like, "Am I done with this bullshit?" That's what he said. Am I done with it? <laughs> My bullshit apology. And do drugs because you might end up in a situation that you regret, whether it's a white child or a black child. And B, I have personally learned that when I address th- you might uh, you might end up regretting your white child or your black child. You don't yeah, know. I was going to say she regrets her child, Sal. Really, yeah. you're saying yeah. that? Things yeah. I should address them in a much better way, in a specific way, as yeah. not to offend people, black people, white people, Spanish, Italian, whatever the case may be. Italian. I sincerely mean whatever. this. I sincerely <laughs> stand behind the fact that I was joking. And I sincerely apologize over the fact that people were offended. Yeah. I am not a racist. Right. Thank you for your time. Thank you. See, that's that the part Chris left out. He yeah. was joking. <laughs> Unbelievable. I really, I was uh, shocked last night to learn that, yeah, there was no more uh, taking their time to work through this. That It was just over for Chris. So now, according to the newspaper, I don't know if it was page six or one of the newspapers, but, you know, the post or whatever. But uh, they're saying that Chris Harrison is going to get a multi-million dollar payout because he. Now, I don't even know that this is true because it sounds like black man. And he said, listen, you you got to give me like twenty five million because uh, otherwise I'm going to tell all the secrets of the uh, bachelor and what goes on behind the scenes. Is that right? And I'm like. If I may be said, be like. Fuck that. Go ahead and tell. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, how much could he get for that? You're paying him know. $25 million. Tell him you'll publish it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Sirius XM. You better give me some money right now or I'm telling all the secrets. <laughs> secrets. What secrets? What are the secrets? What? 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 That you, you, um, you tell all the contestants what to say or you. Who cares? What? You give them alcohol? Who cares? What could you say? What could you say? We see you giving them alcohol. Yeah. 
we see them drinking on camera. <laughs> I mean, what, what what could you say that would embarrass ABC? Uh, you know, and I guess that apology wasn't sincere since he's so aggressive. But I don't even know if that's true. That was just like in the gossip page. So, Because uh, I wondered if he got a payout. You know, did he have yeah. an outstanding contract and did they owe him money or were they going to call this a breach of mm. contract? Like, what could be the big secret on the back? Um, if you don't give me money, I will admit that rape is allowed in the fantasy suite. That uh... <laughs> What would it be that would embarrass The Bachelor? they got to be embarrassed as it is. I'm embarrassed watching it. <laughs> <laughs> just... I mean, last night, that group of guys, I was like, where do they find these people? They keep finding them. ABC didn't give me any money, so I'm going to tell the truth about The Bachelor. Here it is. Those roses that they use are not real. They're fake <laughs> roses. You know? And I'm going, to, I'm going to say it now in my new book. Everyone on the show is there for the wrong reasons. They all want to be famous. <laughs> None of them are really looking for love. I'm telling you. After season one, everyone just wanted to get on TV. I'm telling you. And you know what? Here's another revelation. We knew Colton was gay the whole time. We all guessed it. Guess what? We did, too. We knew Juan Carlos wasn't going to propose. Right. We knew we knew the truth about Juan Carlos. He liked he liked a lot of women. Yeah. What could it be that would embarrass ABC that he could get money? If he wrote a tell all book ruin the franchise, the limo that the bachelors pull up in is rented. <laughs> it's not a it's not owned by us. The, the the roses that they use on the show, those are um, picked by black slaves on an antebellum plantation that still exists in the United States. Oh, here it is. The New York Post reported Chris was making $5 million a season. That's pretty good bread for that job. He asked for now, $25 do you million. Mean that's for The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. He gets $5 million again, and then yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think you have to pay much more than that. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think for, I think if somebody gives you five million dollars, they pretty much own you. Throw them all in. You can be on any show they want. <laughs> Here, go host Match Game, whatever. <laughs> uh, five million dollars a year to host The Bachelor, which you know it's kind of fun. I mean, I don't see like that I being said, hard work. Like I said, he was work. hardly on the show. Right. I mean, if you're a radio DJ doing a four hour shift every day, I think you're working way harder than Chris Harrison. Yeah. But anyway. $5 million a season. And then when I guess all this controversy happened, he asked for a $25 million go-away package. The settlement is not believed to be $25 million, but it is a double-digit figure in the millions. Oh. So anything over $10 million somewhere. What could it be, though? I mean, when he said to them, listen, I'm going to write a book. Yeah, what does he book. have that was worth $10 million? That's what we got to ask ourselves. Dear readers... This might come as a shock to you, but I'm going to say it in my new book. Whenever I used to get on and say, this will be the most dramatic season ever, it wasn't the most dramatic season ever, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What could it be? The bloopers weren't real. No Jews are allowed on the set of The Bachelor once we start filming. Do we have a no Jew policy? What could it be? That would be so embarrassing. I didn't want to say this, but Bachelor in Paradise, it's a vacation. 
it's hardly work. Uh, you know, what would it be? For years I worked, for 18 years I worked on The Bachelor. Now I'm writing a book and telling all. I have been sworn to secrecy, but now that I've been fired and thrown under the bus by ABC, I'm finally telling The Bachelor secrets. First of all, you should know this, and this will shock you. We paid for all the contestants' abortions, and there were many. And those guys would fuck these broads in the fantasy suite. You don't know how many babies are buried in the walls of the fantasy suite. You have no idea. And now for the most atrocious revelation. The most shocking. The most shocking. <laughs> many times on the show, there were a couple of ugly chicks we'd put in there just for personality. Um, I would have sex with them uh, just so they wouldn't feel so bad. Pity sex. Pity sex. Pity That's sex. right. That's right. <laughs> But like I said, we would call on the show and say it's the most dramatic season ever. But it wasn't. It wasn't the most dramatic season ever. In fact, it was horrible. And then in the fantasy suite, we would poke holes in the uh, contestants' condoms, <laughs> hoping for drama. <laughs> I know what Chris came up with. He came up with the term Bachelor Nation. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted That's money mine. for that. <laughs> I want I want twenty five million dollars for the term Bachelor Nation. I wrote that. That was an ad lib. Uh, anyway, so I don't know if he, you know, I don't know how it went down. I don't know if he asked for money. I don't know. I don't know how it went down. But where's I assume he going now. That, where's he going? <laughs> he could, you know, his option was to write a book about behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bachelor was filled with. Terrible, terrible backstage antics. In fact, many of us would rub rub the girls' toothbrushes on our balls when they weren't in their rooms and then laugh about it. Many times I pulled down my pants and rub my, my, my hairy testicles on the on the bachelorette's ball on, the, on her toothbrush. And then I'd watch her with glee brushing her teeth, getting ready for her one on ones. <laughs> Many of you have wondered for years, what happens after a contestant is eliminated and isn't chosen? Well, we send them to work camps. <laughs> Many times on the show, our budget was so low in the beginning, we would feed the contestants feces and urine, and that's what they would live on. You know, what would be his sequel if he, he did write a book about the bachelor to expose all the secrets what would the secrets be you know we you know on the show when we travel to other countries for these fantasy dates we don't it's all green screen you, you wouldn't believe <laughs> what could it be that he would write we'll never know now he took behind the, the scenes this is an unbelievable revelation chris harrison wrote a book about behind the scenes at the bachelor and it turns out that's where they created COVID-19. <laughs> it was in the fantasy suite. And it was unleashed on the world. We knew more people would stay home if there was a, a pandemic and we would do better in the ratings. What would, be, what would be such an embarrassing book that they would have to pay him money? Just keep his mouth shut. We, many times uh, we got pressure to have black contestants on The Bachelor because the show was too white. And... And we would use the cardboard test to judge their blackness. <laughs> In the beginning, we didn't want anyone too black. So we, 
We'd put cardboard next to their skin. If they were darker than cardboard, we wouldn't allow them on. What, I mean, what what could... We we used to have antebellum-themed rap parties after the last season on The, the Bachelor. What would it be? What, what could it they be? They were considering Casey Anthony for The Bachelorette. <laughs> one, one writer suggested we get Casey Anthony as The Bachelorette, and, and, and he was promptly fired. But <laughs> But I will tell you this. Most of the contestants are racist, even the black ones. <laughs> what would it, what, maybe, why would ABC be afraid of a book about behind the scenes of The Bachelor? What could there be? Maybe there is a dark secret. Like maybe there's I like, guess. Maybe there's something. They killed somebody. Is there anybody missing? <laughs> well, for years, Osama bin Laden was hiding out in the Bachelor Mansion. They thought he was in <laughs> Afghanistan or Pakistan. But turned out that's where he was hiding, and we never told anyone. We harbored. We harbored. <laughs> yes, we harbored Osama bin Laden and his 17 wives and 37 children. <laughs> uh, hey, Keith. Keith in Florida. Hey, Howard. I was just calling. Um, you were so right about the two hosts last night or Monday night. Not good. Terrible. Terrible. Whatever Harrison does, he does well. So if, he was I'm good. I'm worried if they don't find a good replacement, that the show's only going to last maybe another season or two. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Uh, hey, Teddy, what's up? So what? who benefits here? Who is benefiting? Because... I was on hold thinking, all right, let me tell Howard that ABC threw him under the bus just to get rid of him. But now that you mention the fact that he could write this tell-all, is it possible, and I'm sorry about the conspiracy theories, but is it possible that he may have just thought all this up so he could cash out? No, I don't think, I don't think he's that smart. No, he wasn't ready to cash out. Yeah, and plus <laughs> a guy, no signs uh, of that. Right. And plus a guy doesn't want to be known as a racist, you know, even, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't, you don't go that far to get, get money. How much, and, how much is it worth? What's it worth? What, 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 would you sell? Okay. I'm a racist for 25 million. <laughs> You'd become a racist for 25 million. Is that what you're saying? Uh, anyway, I, I did find myself missing Chris Harrison when I was watching the bachelor. I didn't well, again, like it as I much. thought there was a lot of, FaceTime for these hostesses. Yeah. That, you know, they were commenting on everything. What's her name did? <gasps> she didn't. Did she? Oh, my annoying. God. It was annoying. And plus, the the host shouldn't be better looking than the actual bachelorette. And right. They I mean, are. I think and the guys were like, oh, she's the bachelorette? Yeah. yeah can't we fuck these two? <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. I mean, no, it's not a big, it's not a big deal, but, um, you know, I'm wrapped up in the show. So what can I tell you? Maybe they'll get that under control as we go on. Cause they shouldn't be there that much. And they don't, you certainly don't need two of them. No, no, you do need two because one is white and one is black. They're so caught up in this race kind of Oh, the race thing. Yeah. They're, they're, all of a sudden, suddenly the bachelor has to worry about race. That's but, where uh, we're going to solve the problem on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Well, things have gotten better in this country since uh, Chris Harrison has left. I think so. <laughs> Chris Harrison, by the way, problem. is in, um, there is a, a phantom zone for reality show hosts, and he's in ah. it. Yeah, he's in there. 
He's Don't in worry, reality he's show jail. <laughs> yeah. But what a dopey guy. The guy's got this great job. Five million a year to be around hot chicks and watch him date and basically go on camera every once in a while. And uh and and all he has to do is like just keep his mouth like why did he go on extra to sit there and to, and to try to explain this girl going to an antebellum party is beyond was me. Was it extra or was it a podcast? It was extra. But I think I don't even think it was the regular extra. I think you're right. It was like and the extra after hours podcast or something, <laughs> you know, something stupid. And he got outwitted by the uh, bachelorette, you know, who was yeah. hosting it. Yeah, that's the most embarrassing thing. You know what happens? These guys get on TV and they get arrogant. He started to think he could handle race relations conversations. I mean, good luck with that. Um. You know, in 2021, it doesn't look good to go to an antebellum party. In 2018, it didn't look so bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> like, how about this answer? I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. I hand out roses on TV. I don't it even hand the out the roses. I heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know anything. In fact, I don't even hand out the roses. I'm the guy who walks in and says, um, excuse me, uh, this is the last rose. Just shut your mouth. And this turns out to be the most shocking season ever. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, the girl who won that season, who went to the antebellum party, not only did she win The Bachelor, she's still with the guy. They got back together. She's like, it's well, like Trump. Well, if you really love somebody, can you just cast them off? Right. Or it's was like it tr- real? But it's like Trump and Billy Bush. It's like Trump got to be president of the United States. Billy Bush got sent to the phantom zone. The, the, the girl in the antebellum party, she's like, la, 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 la. Yeah, but at least she didn't try to defend it. She never no. tried to defend it. <laughs> she's smart. She just sits there and goes, <laughs> I'm an idiot. She said it. I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm just a big dummy. Leave me alone. I'm a hot <laughs> chick. What do I know? In fact, that's what Chris Harrison should have said. Not I'm mm. an imperfect man. I'm a stupid man, Michael Strange. Well, yeah, he just said, listen, I'm an idiot. I'm just, I'm a guy. I'm a talking head. They write down everything I say. Leave me alone. That's it. He couldn't have done worse if they had blindsided him. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. He knew what the topic was going to (laughs) be. And he still messed up. Yeah. First of all. Like an open book test and getting the questions. You knew. First of all, who interviews Chris Harrison anyway? I mean, that show must be terrible. Our guest today is Chris Harrison. You mean that idiot who hosts The Bachelor? What's he going to talk about? Mr. Final Rose guy? Yeah. That guy? What are we going to ask him? <laughs> oh, I know. We'll ask him about race relations. Hey, they. He must be kicking himself in the head. Where is he, though? I mean, Where is you he? know, like he got COVID because he was taking his son back right. to college. I'm like, how's the son feeling now? His dad has been labeled a racist and lost his job. Meanwhile, Chris Harrison got a divorce. He was probably like, you know, probably, I think, like maybe into his seventh or eighth season on The Bachelor. He's like, you know, I'm getting pretty famous here. I could get a way hot check. I'm making five mil a year. I could get, I can get laid here. He goes and he gets divorced, gets changed up the whole thing. And then, and then he gets divorced. Next thing you know, he starts commenting on race relations. Now, I'm sure all, I don't even think he can get laid now. He's like, fuck, I would have stayed with my wife if I knew I wasn't going to be famous anymore. I didn't realize. Wait a second. I just went through the hell of a divorce. 
I got famous, and now I'm ready to get on the like the pussy train. Right. I was going to use my fame. Yeah. To get on Fuck the you. pussy train with the, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I swear, if he, yeah, I was going to be in the pussy posse. <laughs> but you know what? I, I was going to start my own pussy posse. You know, it's it's a, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, that's what he should have told Strahan. He should have said, you know, Michael, listen, I don't know what to tell you. I screwed up. I went and got a divorce. You know how expensive a divorce is? You think I had a prenup? I never thought I'd amount to anything. I went, I divorced my wife. I gave her half of everything. Now I'm ready to get on the pussy parade. And and, and 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 now I am not even going to get laid. Michael would have gone like, shit, I feel bad That's for you. That's right. I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel your pain. We accept your apology. <laughs> that was sincere. <laughs> She's been like, Michael, I'm a big, dumb idiot. <laughs> Billy Bush and I were going to start a, our own little pussy posse. And now look at us. <laughs> Billy Bush and I, we, 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 we were all set. You know, I would have gone on there and just go, Michael Strahan, please just, just kick me in the nuts. Okay. In front of America, <laughs> I deserve it. Cause I'm an idiot. Just kick me right now. As hard as you can. Go ahead. Keep your shoe on. Michael, I've gotten a real education <laughs> over the last 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. I learned not to comment on race. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Never try to go to on TV. Big mouth shut. Yeah. Anybody ever, like, if you ever go on TV and someone says, well, what do you think about race relations in America? It's like, I don't know. It's horrible. <laughs> and that's it. They go, well, what do you mean? Explain. I don't know how to explain. I don't know what the word explain means. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. I think, I think like, um, ABC told Chris Harrison, go on with Strahan. Well, don't worry. We got your back. Strahan's our guy. Go on there. He'll and then afterwards he'll say, "Wow, you know the guy. Guy's a good guy. You know, he'll give you a pass." Boy, I really oh, feel oh, for that guy. I really yeah. think he got it. Yeah. And but just just keep saying over and over again, um, "You're an imperfect man, Michael. I am an imperfect man. I'm an imperfect man. I'm an imperfect man." And then Strahan goes off script and goes, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! It's a farce. Yeah, all farce. It's all a farce. But anyway, the guy, he was an. Uh, I I like a more professional host. I've I've told you this. Even you know, in TV now, to take the reality contestants and make them the host of the reality show lessens it. It cheapens it. I like to have someone, That's an right. adult in charge, have somebody who's got some kind of credibility, but, and, and someone not who does a reality contestant. It, it, Somebody who acts in a pure fiduciary way. They have no skin in the game. We knew yeah. Chris Harrison wasn't fucking the contestants. We just want a guy who walks in and he represents sanity. So he, he didn't even look like he wanted to be on television. These the, two girls last night just want to be on TV. Right. And that bothers me, too. I don't like when they hand the franchise over to people who want it so badly. <laughs> And then they couldn't even open a bottle of champagne. I mean, what is going on with The Bachelor? <laughs> I'll tell you how dumb people are. Listen to this article. Uh, a Southwest Airlines pilot has been sentenced to a year probation and fined for committing lewd acts during a flight. The pilot, 60-year-old Michael Hack, Hack, he certainly waited, waited until the plane reached cruising altitude and disrobed. In the Ex cockpit? In the cockpit. Ex that's why it's called a cockpit. 
<laughs> Where you show off your cock to your... I guess so. To your it fellow... It really became uh, a cockpit. Yeah. That's how it, it's called. Seriously, that's why it's called a cockpit. <laughs> it, that, that's true. You show your cock in the cockpit. That's what. The, that's the guy's defense. Well, then he did nothing wrong. Right. The pilot's six, 60 years old and he's taken really? off his clothes. No one, wants, no one wants to see a 60-year-old. I don't care how in shape you are. <laughs> Michael, ha it should be Captain Jack Mehoff. <laughs> Listen to this. The pilot, 60-year-old Michael Hack, waited until the plane reached cruising altitude and disrobed, exposing his genitals to a female officer. Then he began watching porn, pornographic material on a laptop computer Whoa. in the cockpit. Uh, during the hearing, the pilot said, It started as a consensual prank between me and the other female pilot. I never imagined it would turn into this in a thousand years. To me, a prank is sort of making, like maybe flying the plane with your cock, but not taking off all your clothes. Stop it. Well, or, you know, it's a fake cock. You know, like you yeah. pull your pants, you know, you pull down your <laughs> zipper and, and it flops out, and then it's a fake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a prank. There you go. <laughs> Um, I would think he actually why, had a defense. He didn't think it would go that far, but why you took it that far? I would think just like keeping a giant piece of metal filled with hundreds of people up in the sky would be very distracting. I don't see how you could get that confident that you could get nude and start watching porn for three hours in the cockpit. This is I mean, this is the argument against self-driving cars. Why? Because you're supposed to keep your eye on the road, even if uh, a car can drive itself. And this okay. guy has the same problem up there in a plane with that automatic pilot. Doesn't say whether he was jerking off or not. Or whether How long he was, like, was he naked? They say three hours here. Uh, wait, co-pilot. <laughs> I think it's three hours. I'm not sure. Crazy. Captain jerking off. Captain Hugh G. Erection. <laughs> Hello, I'm masturbating at an altitude of 33,000 feet right now. Hello, this is your captain. Cox. Hello, this is your captain. <laughs> My penis is uh, generating uh, six inches right now. And some precipitation is coming out of the tip. Fasten your seatbelt sign is on. If you feel some turbulence... That's because the vibrations make me come harder while I'm watching porn. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. Captain Dick Z-Rect. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but a guy a guy actually pulled that off. And, and that's something? That sounds like a guy who was tired of flying, and he wanted somebody to stop him. I follow Oprah on uh, Instagram, and again, I, I'm always You're amazed by her. That. Yeah. She drives me crazy. This time... I don't know if anybody else follows Oprah, but Oprah Winfrey, I'm sure a lot of woman from the <laughs> south. But she, like I, I, she shows off her wealth in a way that I think is is like, why would you do that? In this one, she's like, well, you know, um, because of the vaccine, she's able to get a pedicure, and she's got a woman sitting there. Oprah's shoes and socks are off. She has her feet up, and this woman is washing her feet. Washing Oprah's feet, and like, like it's just like even seeing Oprah's feet and washing them, and and I'm and I'm just like, it, it, are those good optics? You know what I mean? Like, I 
at her house, no less. She's not even in a salon. She's like, like she's got someone at her well, house she washing. Go two places to get things done. To her. Really? People come to her to do things to her. Wow, she's got silly money. <laughs> but I'm not saying. Listen, you want to get your feet pedicured at your home? God bless you. I mean, that's awesome. But to show it on Instagram, I, I I think it's kind of insensitive. It's like, well, there's so many people suffering in the world. Why show off all your wealth? But I That's, think that Oprah has this feeling that she's inspiring others. I don't know. That they can do this, too. It looked like You a, can become as wealthy as me if you really hmm. do something. I don't know what else she says after that, but. I don't know. I don't think think that was the message. I don't know about that. No? I don't think anybody thinks they're going to get as wealthy as Oprah. You know? Well, I think Um, it's like what Michael Che said. We love our billionaires. Right. And white people are angry at theirs. (laughs) Yeah, I'm angry at billionaires. (laughs) I mean, it looked like like a scene out of uh, Coming to America when Eddie Murphy and Arsenio are in that tub and those women are bathing. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, It really did. And I was just like, I don't know. It, it looked like she said, like, good luck with your stimulus checks, you losers. I'm just spending 1500 right now to get my feet rubbed in my house. Um, I know you. You know, you're doing pretty well in life. If you have a foot nanny coming to your house, I know you're keeping it quiet. I know you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell yeah. you anything about it. Yeah, I'll play this a little. But you really got to see the visual. But These feet don't even know what's happening to them right now. Foot Nanny is back. Foot Nanny, hello. Hey, Foot Nanny. What are we using? Foot Nanny. I mean, good for, I'm, I'm proud of her that she has that money. It's just like, I don't know about showing it off on Instagram, but I watch. I mean, I'm a follower, so. Look, I'm, you wouldn't be watching it if she just sat there and talked in platitudes. Yeah, you're right. You got, you're right. she got you. She's, she's got me hooked into that Instagram. I'm watching. The content is, I mean, watching Oprah get her feet washed and, and, and pedicured. It's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> To me, if I had a billion, I can't imagine wasting my time watching that. Well, if I had a billion dollars, I would. I wouldn't waste my time filming myself getting my feet (laughs) polished. I mean, she's got a lot of money. Like you don't even have to show that. You don't even have to worry. What to put on TV? You know, the woman made her money knowing what to put on TV, and she got you. By the way, that's what uh, Chris Harrison's doing now. He's uh, Michael Strahan's foot nanny. (laughs) He's over there right now. Oh. Uh, George Decay is uh, seconds away from knocking on my door to come into this little clubhouse of ours. Oh, How do I, I know, know these things? Out there. <laughs> George wants to wish us a happy Pride Month. I don't know how many people ah. know it. It's Gay Pride Month. George, hi. Good morning. Good morning, Howard. And good morning, Robin. Good morning, George. <laughs> good morning. You sound great today. Oh, thank you very much. You know, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Pride Month and uh, give your listeners a gay history lesson on uh, on why we celebrate. Uh, no offense, George, but this is my show. And, you know, we 
We don't want to bore Well, it's very important for your listeners. We can't go through the month and not recognize these sacrifices that people in the gay community made so that we, as Americans, can live in equality. I agree with that. I'm all for gay rights. I'm for gay marriage. You name it. I'm for guys fucking each other in their ass. I'm for guys blowing each other. I'm for guys doing everything they want for full right. We're who for LGBTQ, yeah, N-O-P-K, we're for all of that. whatever there There's is. There's a lot of letters, and we, we yeah. But if you could, if, if you, if you bore everyone with the history of everything, then then people will start being anti-gay. That's what I'm right. boring about history, Howard. You know, uh, it occurs in June, the Pride Month, uh, because on June 28th, 1969, that was the night of the Stonewall riots. Hey, hold, uh, on game bar uh, in, uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's a knock on my door. Howard. Oh, it's Mitch McConnell. Hey, this Mitch. is uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell here. Now, hold on a second. Here. Well, George, I, I demand I, equal time. I demand equal time because I really I've had enough of this gay pride bullshit. This I have man to is you. encroaching on uh, my, uh, my I mean, moment you, here. This guy's bringing up Stonewall. I, I wouldn't be proud of a riot. I really Excuse wouldn't. Excuse me. But then uh, again, I'm not a violent fucking uh, liberal Antifa terrorist like you, George. I'm I'll, not. I, I, I must let kindly me, ask you to escort this gentleman uh, out of uh, Let me say something. Uh, Senator McConnell, yes. in all fairness, George is a friend of our show. We align okay, ourselves yeah. more with his sensibility. I understand Thank you're you. offended by uh, but, but Well, I'm just not. You just say pride. I want to know what you're. Your, I mean, I'm proud. You know, uh, I got over 200 conservative judges confirmed. Uh, that's lifetime appointments, mind you, over the last four years. I mean, where, where's my fucking parade? You know? Where's... Oh, you're, you're, you're proud. You're proud. Oh, yeah, I'll put you on know, assless in, chaps uh, and dress uh, up like a cowboy Senator to McConnell, celebrate that. I, uh, in, sure. in 2013, uh, you voted against a bill that expands background checks uh, for guns. You voted oh, against George. That. You're such a snowflake. If I pissed uh, on you, now you'd in California, melt, and you'd they are like allowing AR-15s uh, as regular weapons. Good. gentlemen. Weapons. Gentlemen, I'm going to ask you. I'll allow one of you to make a point, and then the other. It's very hard to follow. What did you want to say, Senator McConnell? Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to know if uh, George uh, finally ate uh, Brad's ass this morning because he's really spewing a lot of shit. Out of his mouth. Wow. Well, Excuse uh, me. I, I, I mean, th- listen, I am a fine uh, Asian gentleman, and you sure. are a putrid uh, southern scoundrel. Well, that may be true, but, George, I mean, you're coming on here, and you're, you're boring the piss out of everybody, and I just want equal time to say I'm proud of a lot of things, too. You know, I mean, what's the problem with that, you fucking <laughs> elite Hollywood asshole? <laughs> you know, yeah, I have you to are. say, uh, your, your neck is flabbier than Brad's ass. <laughs> wow. Well, I, you know, uh, I have to tell you that uh, I, I, I just passed a law this morning. I don't know if you know about this. And it bans, uh, it bans old gay guys from wrestling on Sunday nights. So, uh, so fuck you. What do you think <laughs> oh, about well, that? Listen here. I do 100 push-ups a day. I could pop your head like a pimple. You are such a sicko. You, you know, you really are a crazy rich Asian. I mean, you're rich and you're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Will (laughs) will America ever come together is my question to the two of you. Well, uh, not you know, that when um, this uh, gentleman sure. is representing us, absolutely not. He knows Mitch. nothing of the struggle uh, as an Asian American. You know, I was in a Japanese sure American internment camp. Sure and, I and, do. 
And when my wife is Asian. Like that. Uh, Brad, Brad, come oh, here. Hang on, hang on, George. Brad, I, I need your too. support. At this. Elaine, Elaine, that's my wife, Elaine. Look what he's doing, Elaine. Howard. Howard, he, well, his, 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 well, wait a second. Now, 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 you're ringing your bell for bread. Is that correct, uh, George? Oh, well, of course. This is yeah, and, my and, bell. It's always been my bell, and I started this. Uh, and, and Senator McConnell, is, you're oh, ringing your too. bell for your yeah. for your wife? For, for my wife, Elaine. Elaine! Uh, I'm I yelling. There's a crazy old <laughs> Japanese guy yelling at me. Uh, Howard, over the internet. Howard I, I think he's yeah. using that bell for his antebellum parties. You better watch it, George. My, my wife knows jujitsu. She'll kick your fucking ass. I mean, oh, really. Is that a racial Senator, slur? No. Senator, Just because Senator, we're Asian, we know karate and jujitsu. Sorry, Howard. What were you? Some crazy. I'm, I'm saying, do you respect him. gay rights or not? Of course. Oh, no, listen, I respect gay people. I respect uh, whatever, you know, you were saying before, they could uh, do whatever they want. I have no problem with that. I'm just saying, when you devote a month, a whole month to, to, to pride, you really have to ask, well, what the hell are you proud of? Well, let me, say, let, me, let, 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 me, let me say something here. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell uh, was quoted as saying he wanted uh, Obama to be a one-term president. And Obama sure. was the one uh, that uh, designated the site at Stonewall as a monument to uh, the gay uh, community. You know what I bet and about those you, George? Who I suffered. bet all these years. You, you don't respect you gay rights. You are a liar. Listen, uh, listen to liar. I can ring my fucking bell. There's a lot of me. They're going bell to bell. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give me a fucking stroke talking to you. you, you <laughs> no, don't listen talking. to anybody. What are you what are you trying to say, Senator McConnell? Are you guys fighting with bells? I know uh yeah. uh are you yes. Fuck Let me you, hear your bitch. fuck you, asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> my bell's louder than your bell. You should see you my bell. You respect nothing but uh, uh, power and oppressing you people. You can ring my bell. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. All right. What do you? <laughs> what do you, What what is the you know, point of all this? Howard, what, I have yes, to tell yes. You, fighting yes. fighting with George is like uh, it's like eating Asian food. An hour later, I I, I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that's that's racist, right, George? You're, I mean, uh, I'm making a joke. Mitch, you're faker than Shatner's hairpiece. Oh, you love William. You I have bet a lot you, in common with him. I bet you you wanted to fuck William Shatner, didn't you, back in the day? And that's why you're so fucking angry. That's why I you're, would never. He is you the probably most beat off man to, uh, in the world. You, you know, probably beat off the old episodes of uh, T.J. Hooker, don't you? This is don't exactly you? what I'm talking about, Howard. He is What kind of policies uh, would you like? Uh, uh, what kind of policies would you like to see Senator McConnell support, George? Why don't you make that oh, point Jesus. so we can wrap this up? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I would love for him to uh, come out and uh, support uh, Joe Biden's uh, policies now of uh, just the uh, financial uh, uh, struggles. You know, George, you, you need some right pussy now. to calm you down, and I hate <laughs> to say it, but it, that would just calm. That would take the, the you head see what right he off does, of Howard. You. You Instead of one in a whole month exactly dedicated what to I'm glory holes. He is I mean, really? That, uh, I'm on muff. Yeah. Uh, I would love to dive in on some. Uh, oh, Jesus. So, and, uh, George said his fucking face is uh, horrible. To, well, to George, you out. often say uh, you are you I are I attracted. Shove a tribble in your mouth. I think you have George. a tribble up your ass uh, for the last 62 years. 
George, you always say you're attracted to uh, women. You think they're beautiful, don't you? Well, absolutely. God has made um, uh, many beautiful specimens, but I, I am of the, uh, the gay right. persuasion, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the female anatomy. And, well, I uh, want to thank I, the two of you. Uh, Senator, thank you. I'm glad you made your point. You say you yeah, uh, don't I mean, need I have a whole month. Of I gotta course go, you do, you, know, you hillbilly. While this guy's on Twitter, I'm, I'm voting on infrastructure bills, and you know, it's pretty. He's on Twitter like a girl. Mitch you know. was a Trump supporter, and uh, that's all. <laughs> Hashtag you uh, George is a whiny bitch. What do you think about that? Can we get that trending, George? The uh, only can that. I would fuck Mitch is with Donald Trump's dick. <laughs> Hashtag uh, suck my old Kentucky balls, you fucking idiot. <laughs> fuck you, you, you. <laughs> Hashtag uh, eat my ass, dude. Wow. Like this, can you say anything? Can, can, can you say anything nice about one another before I uh, uh, end this? I mean, honestly, say something nice. Uh, go ahead, bitch. I'll let you. Uh, uh, oh start. boy, I oh I well, I always enjoyed you on Star Trek, even though everybody knows that Star Wars is much better. Oh my goodness! That, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> well, uh, all I can say uh, good about Mitch McConnell is that he's very old and hopefully will die soon. You really no, come on, old you fuck. fuck you asshole, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm Do you Rick. do you find do you find Mitch attractive in any way, George? I mean, forget politics. And and same question to Mitch. Do I? Do, do, come on, uh, uh, George. Absolutely you not. You know he's he he looks like he's got the skin graft from an elephant's ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't you've got a, a? Don't you have to go now, Mitch, and uh, wax your turtle shell? <laughs> I just can't believe uh, back in uh, the Star Trek days they let a, uh, an Asian guy drive the spaceship. I mean that's really fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, all right. We yeah. were we were trendsetters. Uh, we saw into the oh, future. Yeah. And saw uh, the uh, the possibility All of right. equality. Don't you have to sign a, a headshot and, uh, for like a smelly Trekkie or just go on a Star Trek cruise or something? Oh, go blow Han Solo, you asshole. Oh, lick my right, thank you. you fucking idiot. Help me. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Goodbye. All right. Yep. Boy, you know, that guy who wrote Star Trek didn't see Mitch McConnell in the future. No, no. <laughs> King of all, oh, King of all blacks is on the phone. I should, you know, here's what I've discovered about King of all blacks. Before I put there him on the There was something we didn't know. Yeah, you'll like this. You'll like this. Um, uh, everyone, uh, if if you're a new listener, uh, King of all blacks is a guy who regularly calls our show, and uh, he likes calling himself King of all blacks. That's his. Uh, he name. named himself. Name. It's not us. Yeah. His real name is Lawrence, supposedly. And, um, but he likes calling into other radio shows. For a while, he was calling onto another show, uh, we, where he called himself a shampoo. He gives himself different names. Oh, he gives Sometimes himself he's... different names wherever he's calling. Yeah. He doesn't just call our show. In fact, here on Sirius XM, we got a guy on here, uh, Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, uh, Sirius XM channel. You know that? No, I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm told, Joe Madison is a real broadcaster, you know, a legitimate guy. He had a, you know, a career. He has a daily radio show for 40 years. He was the head of the, uh, NAACP in Detroit, the Detroit chapter, uh, lifelong activist for black issues, but he, but he's really annoyed by King. King, King has this weird move. He, he calls into the guy's show, but he uses an alias. Okay. He's, he's Lawrence from New Jersey, which is who he really is. Oh, actually, that's his but. real name. Yeah. So I didn't know this, but 
the guys taped King on the uh, Joe Madison show. And you could see, you know how sometimes he annoys me? He annoys Joe Madison, too. <laughs> what um, does he say to Joy? Joe? All right. All right. And this one, he had a, a, he had a thought about suing the U.S. government for slavery. <laughs> and then Joe asked King if he was a lawyer, and King had an interesting response. So here, here it is. Okay. Let me go to Lawrence, first-time caller. Hi, Lawrence. Go ahead. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm 57 years old. I come from a great family and everything, but I never could understand to this day why blacks don't use the solution to all of these issues in one word. They should sue the United States for damages done to black people and money owed. My, my instincts, and that's all it is, uh, Lawrence. Tell me you can't do it. I, I don't know how you get a class action lawsuit. If I will give you the answer. Oh, how in the hell? Are you a lawyer? Yes, I am. And, 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 and so what law type of law do you practice? I, I, well, I practice entertainment law. <laughs> Isn't that right. funny? Yeah. Yeah. I was really laughing. And then, and then uh, after Joe hung up on the king, people started calling in and revealing King's identity. Oh, really? Yeah. We have some cross pollination here. Yeah, and then the next show, King called in to apologize for lying about being a lawyer, <laughs> and and Joe Madison wasn't having any of it. Like Joe Madison had it. Like he just he just shut or, it right did he down. Lower the boom Go ahead, Lawrence. Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead, Lawrence. Yes. Uh, good morning. I I called on Friday. And I want to apologize to you and your show um, for for saying that I was somebody that I wasn't, I, that I was a lawyer when I'm not. No, 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 no. You're through. No, no. You're not going to get get away with that. Don't you ever do that again. Do you know it's against the law to go around telling people that you are a lawyer when you're not? So, I, I, you know, I'm not... I'm not buying this apology. Why did you lie about being a lawyer? Because you were asking me, was I an attorney? Like, like that was going to, like, like I had to be an attorney to be saying what I now, was Now, shut up. Goodbye. That's it. Boom. <laughs> I, I thought by lawyer you meant racist garbage man. <laughs> did they reveal to Joe what uh, King of All Blacks really did? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody called in and told on him. <laughs> but this guy, he does, like I put up with King of All Blacks. He doesn't. He was just like, "Fuck you, I'm hanging up on you." And then a couple of weeks ago, King called back into Joe's show as a first time caller named Lionel. Like he changed oh. his name. Did he get caught again? Well, he was trying to make some kind of point that about people like Al Sharpton getting involved after police shootings. And once again, Joe just got annoyed. It doesn't matter. It, like Joe, <laughs> Joe has none of it. Lionel, New Jersey, first-time caller. There's, there's no disrespect to Al Sharpton or, or all of these people that I admire, but it, it's always the same movie. Like if next week uh, uh, somebody gets killed by the cops, the same movie starts over again. And what's happening is people are getting bored with watching the same movie. 
So how do you cool. overcome? So how do you overcome the boredom then? I hate to say this, but we're lazy. Black people are lazy. I didn't, look, I didn't ask. Listen, listen. How do you overcome the boredom? You have to switch up the players. Are you now? You didn't get ready to say get rid of Sharpton. You weren't about ready to say that. Yes, I was about. No, oh, that's bullshit. I mean, give me a break. Hey, hey, I'm, hey, I'm glad you weren't around to free the slaves. You turned that Turner in. Hmm. Yep. Joe got tipped off that that could be King of All Blacks again. King denied uh, it. Oh he committed no! To the, he always lies to Joe. Not only did he lie to Joe, but he. But he committed to the lie so much that he insulted me in this. L- listen to this. Well, what I'm, what I'm trying this to is who, is this, this is the, oh, okay, people are calling in saying this is the king of all blacks. Ooh, give me a break. Are you the king of all blacks? Tell the truth. No, I don't even know who that is. Well, then, 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 then go ahead, Sherry, because I'm through with him. I'm liking. Yeah, do, I know. Do you, call the Howard Stern, do you call the Howard Stern show? I would never listen to that idiot. No, that wasn't my question. You didn't. She didn't ask you whether you listened. I said, "Do you have? Have you ever called oh, the Howard Stone Stern, Stern Show?" He, I hung up on him. <laughs> they, they just get rid of him. <laughs> they don't find him entertaining. <laughs> no. I, first of all, I'm annoyed that he has a good phone connection on that show. Yeah, like, no, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. It's not 10 minutes of the, you know, like, can you hear me now? Yeah. Why do you have a good phone connection when you call that show, the, the Joe Madison Joe show, Madison and you have a show? Yeah, that's my question. Well, first of all, first of all, I used, I used my phone the first time, and then he blocked it. Then I used my wife's phone, and then he blocked that phone. <laughs> then I used my daughter's phone, and he did. He blocked that phone, and now the last, my last <laughs> phone is my son's. So I'm, you, I'm waiting for the reason why I call his show is because who wants to hear that shit all the like the same shit for fucking a hundred years? My father <laughs> used to say, if, if they wanted, if, if they, if they wanted money from slavery, they should the government. My father used to say that shit to the day he died. So all I said was it was just a suggestion and he gets pissed off. It's almost like they like the struggle. Like, you know, I, I can't explain it. Else. Like, in other words, you came up with the solution. All we got to do is file a class action lawsuit and get the money. No, it, that might work is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And they would yeah. rather yeah, it not you, you, could, you could prove damages with, with the schools. I know about lawsuits. So, but, but see, I, 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 <laughs> you I see figured people, out that. That's how you know. <laughs> you know what? I have to admit, it doesn't right. sound like a crazy idea. I mean, yeah, why not? Uh, somebody ought to pursue that. Yeah. Listen, I mean, Howard, I talked to, I talked to a high powered Jewish lawyer. Do I have to say anything else? He said, you. he said that, <laughs> he said that it's an excellent idea. It's a Never mind all idea. this. Why would you call me an idiot? I mean, why do you have to go that no, I, far? I mean, I mean, uh, you know, you wouldn't listen to that idiot. You, I was you could trying have said, I, to. I, no, I'm sorry. No, you could have said like, "Hey, you know, that guy's a genius," but uh, I, I'm not the guy who calls in there. No, I'm sorry. I just I've, no, I don't because know he had me on the ropes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. He had me on the ropes, like, you know what I'm saying? He had me on the ropes, so I had to, yeah, yeah. By the way, Joe Madison is on every morning on Sirius XM's uh, Urban View, channel 126. You can check him out if I'm boring you, so you can go to Joe. Oh, you you talking about boring. Hey, listen, he's a nice guy, I guess, but. But but they play that church music and the intros and all of that. I mean, it's like it, it makes you want to eat grits. But 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 <laughs> I, I you're I, insane. It's crazy. Well, it's crazy. Well, anyway, uh, but I just well, I like the show. Well, why right. don't you take up that cause, King? Since it's such a good idea, you go yeah. through the government. Yep. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Why don't yeah. they sue the government? Why don't you sue the but, government? But did you notice? Did you notice how how you said it could be a good idea? But he says, "My first thought is that you can't." Right. Like, <laughs> why would you say that? Why would yeah, well, he doesn't say know either? I guess. Well, maybe he's a lawyer. I don't know. He ain't no lawyer. And no. then, and then his, I like him, but then his wife said, then. All right, I don't, you know, enough with Joe. I, I thought it was funny that you call into other shows. I don't need to talk. I don't, I've never heard the, Joe. Who show. else is he calling no, 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 into? No. He should just give us the whole no. list. And yeah, what he calls other I shows. Don't call in, I, don't, <laughs> what was, I don't call into any shows. What was the other show you called in where you changed your name to Shampoo? shampoo. What was that show? That Shampoo was a nickname that I had since I was young. So, but mm. but I don't call people's shows and say shampoo. I have my own show on YouTube, and I use the name shampoo. I use King of All Blacks for my white audience from you. Shampoo right. is for like a urban oh, here it audience. Is. He called in here. Now I'm getting the facts. Uh, he called into Star and Buck Wild. It used to be shampoo. That was I, his name on there, and he has different aliases. I'm not crazy and. Uh, and here's another thing. You should respect Joe Madison because he does walk the walk. Here's a here's a fact. He was arrested fighting against slavery in the Sudan. I mean, <laughs> oh, there you go. Now, now why are you, why are you laughing at that? Yeah. Why would you laugh at that? Because, because it doesn't solve anything. Well, he's That's doing something. Well, I then mean, you do what it takes. Right. Listen, listen. I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a house with 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 central air conditioning that's too cold. I don't care about what no struggle that 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 motherfucker right. went through and uh, didn't get listen, any listen, results. King, All right. you got you I'll can't you later, be King. We got to do the yeah. Joe Madison thing. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. King, 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 that's just silly. That's like saying you don't respect Martin Luther King for marching. I mean, the, the guy okay. changed the world through marching. Yeah, you got Gandhi. a lot out of that. Yeah. Gandhi okay, changed Howard. the world. Okay, Howard. Yeah. All right. All right, Howard. go ahead. Yeah. All right, just one thing, one thing, one thing. That's a good point. But do you think that in 2021 it still yes. works? Yes, I do. <laughs> I really think that a guy like Joe Madison is trying to start something. I mean, look at Jane Fonda. She would go out and, 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 and start something, and then at first it would be small, and then it grew, and then it grew. The protests against the Vietnam War started out small. I, I mean... Uh, hey, King, I got to go. But I have a theory. Uh, wait, wait, Howard. Just one more theory. Just one more uh, theory. One more theory. Quickly. All the right. reason, I just want to let you know, the reason why I use aliases on his show is because I just want to be a regular dude. When they find out that it's that it's me with you, yeah. I think he has a gripe with you. 
That's when he gets ticked off. No, he has a gripe with you. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about me. He cares about you and what you're saying, and he thinks you're dopey. You're the only one that disparaged Howard. Right. He didn't say conversations I heard. Yeah. Howard, Howard, I I can tell you. There Joe you Madison has no gripe with you. I've sat next to him right. a couple of times at the Washington Correspondent Dinner. Lovely guy. Great guy. He has zero gripe with you. This is about No, he has, he has gripe with King of All Blacks. Right. And King of All Blacks can't take it. And let me tell right. you and let me tell you why he has a gripe. It, it's just like anybody else except you. Because they don't have the brain power to, to converse with me. You do. So, so you don't you you can hang in there. <laughs> we have the when, brain when power went, to talk to you, Wendy, uh, the slow adult. Uh, no, Gary, come on, come on. You know, conqueror. I'm talking about. I'm talking All right, about King. I, talking King, I gotta go. All right, I gotta go, man. Uh, but anyway, I love you, Hey, Howard. Right. You know, don't I call love Joe you because of your brain. Thank you. Call Thank Joe. You. <laughs> Hey, Howard. Hey, Howard. Yeah. Why yeah. isn't there was a young kid? Did you hear the story? You hear it all the time. But did you hear the young story about the 10 year old that got shot through the door? It's all on the no. news. I, a I, black 10 year old. That's terrible. Yeah. It's, see, but no, but why, are they, why isn't Black Lives Matter assisting them? Why isn't it? Why is it always? When I don't know. You know what? I'm not Chris Harrison. He's in. Yeah, you're not going to step into this. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't no, know. The world is fucked up, dude. And people are dying left and right, and it's it's just a it's a nightmare. Howard. People are yeah, horrible. Yeah, but Howard, that's the problem. I know why. That's yeah. what kills me. I know but you why. won't come out of your air conditioning to fix it. Right. He, first of all, what it's set up here is King of All Blacks wants to talk about Oprah's feet. And I was like, okay, I'll let him talk about that. Now he's talking about Oprah's feet. Uh, 10-year-olds getting shot through a no, door. That was, that was funny because that, that, that Instagram, I follow her too. So when you yep. brought that up, I, it was like it was spooky because I, I remember. And did you notice the towel over her feet? She didn't want you to see her feet. <laughs> you gotta see that video. Watch it again and see if you can see her feet. Well, why would she? Why she would didn't Oprah reveal hide her feet? Her feet King? <laughs> yeah. She had a you towel know, over her feet, and she's getting a pedicure. Right. So she you told know, he, the black lady to rub, rub my legs and don't let them see my feet. That's what yeah. she said. You know. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know. Look. I don't know why Oprah didn't show her feet, but he has a foot fetish, so he wants right. to see those he feet. He was interested in those feet. That's why he right. noticed they weren't being shown. Like you could yeah, come if a girl do. has if a girl has attractive feet, you can just come looking at her feet, right? Oh, without a without a doubt. Without do you a doubt, think if Oprah showed her feet, doubt. you could come just looking at Oprah's feet? I don't know because she's she doesn't attract me. So, but but the feet could do it. The feet could right. do it. <laughs> so like, can a less, so a woman so, so a woman mm-hmm. who doesn't have like a great face or body that you're attracted to, if she has hot feet, whatever that means, you could get into her. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell that to Joe Madison? Show her feet. Yeah, why because... don't you tell that to Joe? Why don't you tell that to Joe Madison? He would love to hear about this. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't want a solution to, to how to get uh, reparations. 
First of all, don't call it that. What the fuck are you call the reparations? Uh, all right, all right. Money. Go call his show with us. Yeah, Howard, yeah, that's another uh, topic yeah. for Howard, another show. I had, Howard, I had something installed in this condo that I own, right? If 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 the guy didn't pay me, you think I'm going to say I need reparations? I'm going to sue his ass. Do you actually, like, fuck the feet? Do you, like, rub your penis on the yeah. feet? You do it. You put the I feet together it. and... Listen, I did it this morning. I, I don't want to whisper. I'm in the basement. I, I did it this morning with my wife. She was kind of annoyed, but she, you know, she complied. When when I, I smelled them at first, and I said, nah, I ain't doing this shit today. But then it overtook me. It's like a, it's something, it overtook me. And, I, and then I pulled the cover, and I saw her leg, and that was it. That was it. I, I I grabbed her leg and I humped it and I came. <laughs> I came. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Really? Are you telling the truth? Yes, you, re- you, I swear you, to So she's mother. laying there half asleep, right? She's not up. Yeah, she's asleep. She's asleep. She's asleep. And you like kind of go, yeah. you know, let me check out her feet. And then you pull up the like the little blanket or whatever. And you see well, her I tested, feet. I tested her. It's a test first, because you know, because she is sometimes in a bad mood. So, so I, I, I grabbed, I touched her arm, and then she like, like you know, get the fuck off me. Like, okay, fine. So then I, I said, you know, let me. I ain't doing this shit. So then is I this, is this uh, Robin? Is this considered foot rape? Like if you have sex with a woman's foot? <laughs> yeah, it seems to me there's no consent. Yeah, yeah right. All right. <laughs> And then you, and so then you, 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 you uh, took your penis and put it against her leg and rubbed into it. Not at first. At first, I said, "Let me." I smelt them. That's what makes just me horny because it has like right. a little scent. It has a little scent, oh. Oh. right? <laughs> yeah, just a little scent, right? Yeah. Not as much as I that. want. Yeah, you know what I'm saying not as much as I want, but it was enough scent to get me going. And then I fought with myself and said, "Nah, I don't do this shit." Right? Then I right. laid back down. I said, "Oh, fuck this shit!" Right? So then I then I pulled the cover more, and I seen her leg, and she got kind. Of, you know, I like like a big and you're leg, nude. Like a little Are you thing. nude during this thing? Um, no, but but then when when my you know when the shit started rising, I took it out. And then I humped her leg, and then I and then I came. I felt better, and I was like, and then I then she pulled the cover like, are you like you know without words? She like, are you? Finished? She didn't. You she didn't asshole. feel that. She didn't feel you the wet on yeah. her leg, and you. She oh, she, she did. She felt it. She felt yeah. it. Yeah, she didn't. She ain't gonna say uh-huh. what the fuck are you doing? She just. Do you wipe off? Do you wipe off the mess off her leg, or do you just leave it there? Well, I don't have any um, what's your name anymore. I don't have semen? any semen anymore. You don't Where'd it go? I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I, well, I have what's the name? I have rectal cancer. Oh, um, and, they, and, and they did what to you? Took the ball? They took they, away your semen? To, no, they took Why did they take out. away your feces? <laughs> but everything works and everything. It's just nothing comes out. There's a guy oh, on wow. your show that had the same thing. No. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, the so you doctor. have a you have an orgasm, but because but of your rectal happened. cancer, they took out your prostate or something. No, not your prostate. What did they no, take out? No, no, they took out the tumor. I didn't have to have chemo or anything, 
but they took out the tumor and very fine Asian doctor. They took or took out the tumor and um, then it it it, it hit uh, like a, a, a the, the, I don't know the tubing. That's what it was said to me. The tubing that connects that and um, and actually to be honest with you, I thought about suing. But the uh, lawyer said that, first of all, you're too old to sue because if you were younger, it might work because you could say... You mean you to tell me, the, the guy who saved yeah. your life and got rid of cancer... That's you why they told me him? don't do it. Yeah. Oh, man, you are... He had to be old. told that he, he you don't do it, it though. Yeah, he had to be told. Yeah, he said I mean, that. Imagine the fine Asian doctors who say, got that colon uh, cancer out of your asshole. Yeah. You're going to go sue him. I mean, are you out of your mind? I mean, come yeah, on. He said it, he, he, the, 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 the lawyer said the optics wouldn't look good. <laughs> like, How did you know you had rectal cancer? Were you itchy back there, or what? What happened? No, it was like some, um, like a like blood was coming out when I would go to the bathroom, oh. and and then I looked on the. Um, then I told my regular doctor, and he said that could be a bunch of things, you know. And then it kept happening, and then I went and got the, uh, you know, the why don't, why don't you uh, Why don't you call uh, Joe Madison and tell him all this? He might feel bad for you. You know, Tell him you don't have any semen anymore. No, yo, you know why he wouldn't feel bad? Because it's a yeah. solution. They don't want a solution. They just want to talk, talk, talk. Talk, talk, talk. Wow. <laughs> I saw yeah, a problem, a and I tackled it. Right. I tackled it. All right. I got to go, bro. I love you, man. Love you, too. Gotta, you gotta give it to King of All Blacks. He has a solution for this no more reparations. This is a great call, I have to say. He hasn't been yeah. this entertaining in a long time. Yeah, I mean, he is an interesting guy. <laughs> well, fact, like, like, even like, like the whole, like, fucking his wife's feed and, you know, even Harvey Weinstein is listening in prison right now going, why? Why? Why do that? What a that's, creep. That's creepy. What a creep. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Oh, you gotta check out in another solution. You probably don't need it, but. There is a thing called the robot. Um, I, I, I got to go. I, 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 it's enough. What enough. is I gotta, talking about? Another robot. day. Another day. Teach us another day. about another yeah. day. This is George Takei to remind you to please get vaccinated. Trust me, there is nothing better than a good injection. Right, Brad? <laughs> this is the Howard Stern Show. Coming at you, we're in 1974. Freddie Mercury's alive. Queen on stage, alive at the Rainbow. Doing one of, I believe, their greatest songs, Keep Yourself Alive. Which, ironically, he did not. But, it is a great song. Talk about great riffs. Love it. God bless uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I heard a song I'd never heard before the other day on my deep track called by the my queen it was called doing all right doing all right doing you know i was a professional disc jockey for many yeah, years even you know that song? 
That was their complaint with me when I was in progressive radio where you could play whatever you want. I didn't know a lot of the songs. Like, they were like, you just play all the hits. I go, yeah, kind of. Uh, sorry, I don't sit at home and rub my penis against the vinyl. Uh, by the way, Brian May wrote Keep Yourself Alive. He did. Yep. It was the first song he wrote for Queen. And at the time, he said he wasn't even sure he was much of a songwriter. But meanwhile, look at this. That's right. I told Fred to write me a song. It's never all done. Um, by the way, I'll talk to Tom Arnold in about uh, 20 minutes. Fascinating story. He put together a documentary on his... Uh, it's on Discovery+. Plus. I, I just started watching it called The Queen of Meth. His, his, uh, his sister was like... Um, like the guy in Breaking Bad. I mean, she was that big a drug dealer. Like, it was yeah. crazy. She was Heisenberg. <laughs> she she was Heisenberg. No fucking shit. She, like, she was running a, a meth uh, ring that was... Empire, uh, yeah. An empire. Went over four states. It's uh, really... It's, it's a, what is that? Howard. Uh, Howard. Who's that? Who's that? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm calling because I'm really pumped... Tom Arnold's coming on the show. I haven't yeah, seen him in so long. Can I tell you something? Yeah. The movie that you guys did together, uh, True Lies. True Lies. Absolutely. True Lies. One of my it, favorite movies. One of yes. your best. One of your best. Thank you, That's Robin. Thank you. The scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is dancing for you and she's just in her bra and panties <laughs> and her hair is slicked back. <laughs> yes, I was. I, I, I watch that, that all the time. Did you get a boner during that scene? Howard, how could you not get a boner? You know, right. you, when you're luckily, I was sitting in the dark, you know. Do you remember that scene? I remember yes. the day I yeah. woke up early. I had to go to the gym and, you know, work out my legs because I'm mostly in shadow. So there's right. a lot of calf raises I had to do, you know. So at right. least you could see my muscles were pumped in my legs. Yes, I did see that. But I wasn't yeah. looking at your legs. I was looking at Jamie Lee oh, Curtis. Oh, of course. You know, on the set, it was just me, Jamie Lee, and James Cameron. And 400 right. other crew members. <laughs> yes, no, but, but, but I'm saying, yeah, what an attractive, what a sexy scene. And comical, yeah. too, because she falls off, she falls down while she's doing that of sexy course, dance. But yeah. there's reality, yeah, because it's like a yeah. husband and wife relationship, you know? You know, I yes. kept trying to mess up that scene so that they would do it again. But very attractive. I'm surprised you didn't fuck her because uh, you fucked your maid. I mean, you, you, you know, you well, don't... Uh, you don't fuck around. I, you know, yeah, of course. But I, I like to keep it professional Yes, outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the house, there's no rules. I don't fuck everybody. Come on. Right, right. Well, Tom Arnold will be on. And maybe you'll even, um, maybe you could just come on for a few minutes and say hi to Tom. I know he's a good friend of yours. If, if that would be possible, I would love it. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to talk to Tom. I miss him. Yep. We used to hit the gym together, you know? Lifting yeah. all the weights together. I tried really? to Really? Tom hit the gym? Yeah. Well, of course, you know, when we were on set, I would have the barbells in the hands and he would have the M&Ms. 
<laughs> I told him, come on, time, it, you got to start small, five pound weights, that's it, that's all you got to do. You know, yeah. a month later, he went up to six pounds. He's fantastic. So it takes right. a little time with Tom. Not a huge success story in the weightlifting department, I guess. Well, you know, we've got different motivations. It's all about consistency, you know. You've right. got to eat clean all the time. And I think Tom eats clean not all the time, you, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, Arnold, uh, but, uh, well, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for uh, for knocking on the door. Absolutely. Very kind of you. Very kind of you. All right. Bye-bye. There he is, uh Arnold excited for Arnold and Arnold, Tom Arnold, Arnold. Very confusing. I never thought of that. Arnold and Arnold. Yeah. Arnold and Arnold. They should make a sequel. Arnold and Arnold uh, in True Lies too. Uh, ask Napkin Ed. I haven't heard from you in a while. How you doing, pal? Hey, hey, how are how are you doing? I'm all right. I got I got fucked up, man. I got fucked up. What happened? Uh, I got I got heroin. What? Oh, what? you got heroin. Really? You, you're on it. You're on yeah. heroin right now. Oh, Ed. I Ed. Mean, I, I really fucked up, man. Ed, you're on heroin right now while I'm talking to you. I'd rather not say. Yeah, I am. Now, let me understand a bit, but this sounds dangerous to me. Are you, what do you mean you fucked up? Uh, jeez. I I just fucked, I mean, there's no other way of putting it. I fucked up. How did you take it? I'm sorry, because I like you, I like Stern show, I like all that shit. Uh, I, <laughs> Ed, did you snort it or shoot it? I'm sorry, Robin. Did you snort it or shoot it? I'd rather not say. <laughs> you can say. I want to know. Neither. Oh, neither. Geez. Did you put it in your no, ass? No, he said needle. Oh, needle. Oh, I thought he said neither. And I'm like, how do you get it uh, in there? If you don't snort it. it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I shouldn't, up, Ed, is there, do you need I to go to a hospital or, or do, you, do you, you hear what I'm saying? Do you need well, to go to a hospital? You know, you know where I was on first, first Avenue, which is uh, Bellevue. All right, so they took care of me. Um, is it First Avenue or First Whatever, it's downtown. Ed, 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 how are you going to make it to work today? That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> how do you get? Yeah. How do you? Yeah, how do you get heroin? I mean, you have no money. I don't even understand how you're buying this stuff. No, but bro, um, I messed up, you know, I, I messed up. Well, what do you mean you messed up? Well, I shouldn't have been doing that, you know. Yeah. And, and you, you guys know me because I do, um, like the wine stuff and 
used to do vodka. He used to do vodka, he used to do wine. And then this time I, I messed up. What were you, with a bunch of people and they were doing heroin, or were you by yourself? No, I was by myself. Wow. Why would you go get heroin? This is an addict. But to wine and vodka. <laughs> no, what it started out was um, hydrocodone. Ask Napkin uh, Chris is here, and he, he has something horrible to say. Oh, Chris. He who? who? I messed up, man. You messed, messed up, too? Up. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do? My, Howard. My, my worms, they crawled into a bottle of that Frangier wine. Yeah. And then well, they crawled back into too. my asshole. And well, I, got me all fucked up, man. This is Chris, and my name's Chris. And uh, here's what I'm going to suggest. I, I like is, are you in medical me. trouble? Is What I'm worried about is maybe this guy OD'd or something. Um, you know, I, yeah. I know Ed, I know Ed many years, usually by, by 10 a.m. he's drinking every day and, uh, uh, this is a new level. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to do me a favor, Ed. Do you need help? Yeah. I'm, maybe he doesn't even well, know it. You do. You remember Drew, Prin Drew Prinsky? Oh, you want to go to celebrity rehab? Is that what you Well, Drew, he actually Drew offered me, he actually offered me something and I hope he, he hears the show. Right. He actually offered me to go to to Florida and shit. And yeah, maybe you better go. Yeah. Oh, is this a yeah, way to get a vacation? Ed? What is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to handle this. You ask <laughs> Napkin Chris. You <laughs> want to go to uh, the Bahamas? I'm going to the Bahamas or the Bahamas. I just gotta figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Howard, one of my worms just vomited on my taint. <laughs> oh my god! You gotta. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I always I mean, expected Ed would like maybe die from alcohol poisoning. This is way out of left field. This is out of my. But Ed was uh, mentioning Bellevue. You know, Did you go to Bellevue, Ed? Howard, do you know the guy uh, from what? Van Warrant? What? Yeah, yeah. Van Warrant. Warrant. Yeah. All right, listen to me, Ed. I'm going to put you on yeah. hold. I'm I'm going to have my. Team of morons evaluate what's team, going. Yes. Yeah, my crack team of morons evaluate what's going on with you in case you actually need some medical help because uh, I'm worried about you. Believe me. I it or not. think what he's saying is Howard, he was at Bellevue. Howard, I have something I, I want to ask you. All right. All right. So my my eyebrows, like on the on the corner of my eyebrows, they're going bald. Right. Now, do you think it would look weird if I put, if, like, if I drew them in? Um, now, now, listen, I'm not going to tell you a priority list in your life, Ed, of things to worry about. That would be uh, arrogant of me, but you're, 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 you're high on heroin right now. We don't even know if you overdosed. And you're worrying about that your eyebrows oh are a little bit bald on the side and whether or not you should. I'm high right now, that would be an understatement. Napkin, you should do what I did. You got to glue caterpillars to Howard, you if you, above if you your eyes. Right now, 
I'm going to let I'm going to let you talk to Ask Napkin Chris. Go ahead. Ed Napkin, what happened to your eyebrows? They fell off. What? 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 Your your eyebrows fell off. Now, yeah. You yeah, gotta get I a crayon, a, I can do brown a, crayon. Howard, let me do this. <laughs> I'm gonna do Grandma. an impression of me. Do an impression of me. You need help. I'm gonna do an impression of you. Now, now hear me out. Hear me out. An impression of you. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold. Yeah. I'm going to let you talk to the guys. And, and and as Robin said, we think you might have been in Bellevue. We're, we're having a hard time uh, deciphering what's going on. And, and honestly, yeah. to be serious for a minute, this guy's done heroin. He, he could be in great trouble. You know, this is a dangerous thing he's messing with. And, uh, and now it would he's looking be, for um, Drew Pinsky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and in the midst of this crisis, he wants Dr. Drew Pinsky to send him <laughs> to, the, to a rehab clinic in the Bahamas. Well, Drew's a good guy. Drew's a great guy. What am I going to tell you? But I, I don't have a, a beeline to Dr. Drew. And uh, and I'm going to tell you, pal, yeah, eyebrows, eyebrows are the least of I your problems. Like my anything. ear fell off once. Yeah. <laughs> I had to tape my glasses for my head. I mean, as funny as that is, this is pretty serious. All right. So I'm putting you on hold, and I'm hoping that maybe somebody could check him out sure. and see what kind of distress he's in. Okay. Jesus Christ. Hell. You know, I mean, here's a guy who's in the worst shape possible, and what does he do? He goes and shoots heroin. Well, it's, it's amazing. It's like, got, you know, the king of all bad decisions is who he is. King of all bad decisions. He not only did he did he take heroin, he decided uh, he was in distress, and he'd call a guy who spoke about the Bachelor all morning. <laughs> Think about that decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really is the king of all bad decisions. He went, wait a second, I'm in trouble. I just took heroin. Let me call the guy <laughs> who's talking about Chris Harrison. Uh, yeah, Pocket, you're on the air. Pocket in California. Let me call the guy who's never coached anyone through an acid trip. Right. This guy will buy heroin on the street and inject it into his skin, but he won't trust a vaccine. Right. Oh, yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, that's my problem. I know other people who haven't taken the vaccine, and, and they're, they're driving me nuts. These are people, the person I'm thinking of, has done so many high-risk things that I, I, I wish I could tell you the story of the high-risk thing <laughs> and won't take the vaccine because they haven't done enough research for this person. Can you imagine? I took the vaccine. Robin took the vaccine. We all took the vaccine. Nothing happened except now we can walk around a little bit freer. In the break, I was talking to the guys. Have you seen all the giveaways now? Yeah, makes me to sick. Try to get babies to come and get their vaccine. I like know. I think I forget what company it is, but some beer company is going to give the whole country a free beer if people go and get the vaccine. And how many countries on this planet are just begging us for vaccine? Begging. Yeah. The, the people who won't take the vaccine in this country don't deserve to live here. We should send them to a country where there's no vaccine. Um, it's amazing. They're giving away pot. They're giving away free lottery tickets, trips. Yeah. Assholes. Anything to make these people go. And I understand that Mississippi has the lowest rate of vaccinations of any state in the country. Oh, yeah. What does that tell you? Uh, and they uh, uh, and and they still get two senators, right? 
Yeah, that's the crime. They yeah, Drew won. <laughs> no, you shouldn't even be allowed. Mississippi, forget you don't get vaccinated. Fuck <laughs> you. No dangerous with a vote. Yeah. No representation. Uh, Drew, you're on the air in Delaware. Howard, how you doing, man? Long time fan. Um, I just wanted to say if uh, Ass Napkin really is uh, using what he's calling heroin, um, I know out here in the tri-state area, you know, um, it's not even heroin anymore. It's all fentanyl and this drug called xylazine, which uh, they give to horses when they castrate them. And uh, they call it trank dope now. And uh, it's, it's cheaper for these dealers to buy an ounce of this uh, <clears throat> fentanyl than it is to buy actual real heroin. I mean, it's 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 really bad, and it's very very easy to overdose on. So you know, he needs to be careful with uh, you know what he's ingesting. Well, and uh, the, the weird thing is, he's he's only being careful about the vaccine. He's not being careful about anything else. Guy's walking around with worms sticking out of his ass, and he's worried about vaccine. Yeah, well, it's that's, it's that's not going to do him any good if he's dead, though, right? Right. If he's so, really willing to roll the dice with fentanyl instead of heroin. And he's yeah, willing he to inject himself. Whether it's heroin. Yeah, if he's willing to roll well, the dice on that, he can roll the dice on the vaccine. I mean, for God's sakes, save the rest. Calling Doctor Howard. Doctor Howard. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, information. Yeah, that's yeah, the logic but, we have going on now. Yeah, New York State's doing a lottery for high school students who get the vaccine, where they can get four years of tuition and and room and board at a uh, a, a SUNY school. You know, a state uh-huh. uh, school college um that's uh, much to your point about that they have to bribe people to take the vaccine now it's, right. it's absolutely unbelievable to me we finally have a way out of this thing but you know what's going to happen the idiots in this country who you know you know we got half a country full of idiots they're not going to take the vaccine and then this um they got a new variant now that just broke out in england it started in india india it's so strong that the uh, vaccine doesn't hold up against it people are dying all over again so they're going to fuck up everything for us I know um, we'll never get rid of it and we'll never get out of this because yeah. they got to they got to have their rights. Yeah, the new the new variant is on its way. Don't worry. Just when you yeah, thought you we're getting here. out of the house. Yeah. Hurry up and it's go to the Foo Fighters. Hurry up and go to the Foo Fighters concert before uh, we're back locked up in the house. Yeah, again. before the next lockdown. Right. By the way, speaking of Foo Fighters, uh, many of you wrote me. You enjoyed hearing Dave Grohl yesterday. Dave just called in to announce um that the uh, band is back to playing and and their first concert's going to be at Madison Square Garden and as usual Dave is uh, such a great conversationalist about rock and roll and other things and uh he told us some great stories uh Howard great interview uh easily could have been just an announcement but it turned out to be an entry into the book of essential rock chat even with the ghost of Sharon Tate's technical difficulties uh Dave Grohl's everything we need on the Stern show he's awesome he always gets the show delivers with his stories and his this person wrote humbleness. It's humility. Uh, Dave is, as he would say, a total <laughs> badass. A great show with Dave Grohl today. I love hearing you guys talk. Even the phone craziness was really funny. So excited for him to play live again at the Garden and for the Foos Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Uh, many people were taken with Benji uh, on uh, his dating experience. I know I was talking about it. Uh, for the rest of the day, Benji shared with us some of the strange and unsuccessful experiences he's been having with women on dating apps. Uh, I don't know how he takes the humiliation. These women just are just overly beating him up. And, They're uh, brutal. I mean, brutal. 
the audience doesn't blame his looks. They blame his personality for his failures. Here's the basic rap from the audience. Benji is emotionally numb and likes being shit on with the dating apps. He knows he can't have a normal relationship. Who the hell rides a bicycle to a date? Benji is a child who can't stop the shtick even in his personal life. Uh, the reason these women don't put any thought into their excuse to leave is because Benji is overtly lying on his dating profile. These women don't feel he deserves the effort of a credible excuse or even a graceful exit. You guys are focusing on Benji's looks, which are horrible, but his main issue is his awful personality. He's a whiny, weird, annoying, right-wing kook. I didn't know Benji was such a right-wing kook, but this guy might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah. I think Benji was like even like voting for Trump. If I, I don't I know if I have was, that. Uh, he was sympathetic. Yeah. He liked them. Do I have that right, Benji? I don't want to put that out there. Marry you with the wrong brush. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God forbid I taint your image. <laughs> Didn't you vote for Trump? Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think times. he'd be a, a real jerk, but. Uh, a real um, jerk. Yeah, he, he he did a lot of asinine things, but policy-wise, mm. overall, I think he's better for the country than Biden. Okay. Um, but the, all the tension was really bad. You think? Okay. But you said uh, four more years of that, and then he'll have the com- country all straightened out? Well, you know what? Um, after three sentences of Benji, I see why these women don't want to fuck him. I'm ready to <laughs> just throw him out a window. You think I say that at the beginning of the yeah. date? No, it doesn't um, matter what you say. Depend- if a girl looks good enough, I'm all for Biden. People say more Benji. You busting his balls is radio gold. I want an hour of this monster's dating life every week. <laughs> Anytime Benji is picked apart, it's a great show. I actually matched with Benji on Hinge, but had to Ooh, break I'd my be date with him. Worried about that? <laughs> yeah, I had to break my date with him. They painted my apartment, and I needed to go watch it dry. Oh, that's a funny one. That's funny. Yes. Good Lord. Poor Benji. Yeah, I would really consider getting some help if I matched with Benji. And uh, Benji uh, will continue to follow your dating antics. I wish you luck in Do love. Do you I ever do. think he'll find Miss Wright? No, because I think Benji at this point in his life, the guy's in his 50s. He's a confirmed bachelor. Um, you know, what? Am I wrong on that? Oh, oh yeah. you don't like to talk about your age. That's right. Uh, he's a, he, we don't know his age. 49. I've said 49. 49 we're going with. And, you know, I think that he can't get along with people. I really don't. Well, and you it's think it's... A, I get along people great. can't. So wait, wait. So your premise is because I'm single, I can't get no, along? I, no, I've worked with you, and you're a difficult... I love you. I think you're talented, but I think you're a very difficult person to... You know, even when you talk, it's like so out there. That it's hard to just kind of be in the room with you. and I've and had a lot of great relationships. I've had a lot of great, most, 90% of my dates I don't believe are great. that. I don't believe okay. that. 90, 90% of my dates go great. It's, I don't it, believe it, that. Why are you not in a serious relationship? Because they, even when you sort of get somebody into you, they, 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 something always goes wrong. Because most, most dates either... It's I'm not as attracted to the woman as she's attracted to me. Yeah, there's no woman attractive so, enough for you. Okay, so there you no, go. No, I didn't say no. I didn't say that about looks. I'm saying like all. Benji, you're never going to be married, and you're never going to be in a long term relationship. I've you're been not. in long term relationships. No, how long? 
Uh, like three, five years, that kind of thing. Three to five years. And out of the three years, let's say, how many years how many were sexual? How many of good? <laughs> yeah. How many years were even sexual? <laughs> the first several weeks were... were the first were, several weeks, exactly. No, no, no I've had, I've had right. fine relationships. It's just... No, you haven't. Not as long as I've known you. How long are you working for me? How many years? Around 20-something. Okay. In 20 years, I haven't seen one good relationship. The only oh, one is right. that with a dog. So yeah, the dog you seem to be doing well with. Hey, say chicky. Right. And that does encourage me, actually, that Benji could love a dog. Maybe he could maybe graduate to people. I'm telling you. He's starting you. In with fact, dogs. Look at this email I got. Ted Kennedy is a better date than Benji. Signed Mary Joe Kopechny. You tell me. It's just right. not listen, when I have a good date, it's not a good story. Say, hey, I met a good I met this nice girl. We okay. had this fun dinner. We went to a museum, and then what happens? And we kissed. So what happens? And like, and then what happens? I've had dates like that, and, and then, then what you happens? didn't like them, and or they didn't like you. I I am very quick to to say like it's hard for me to say I I have to really okay thank you want to oh, marry you, someone Mary. right 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 I don't say marry I'm saying you 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 have this image no, but, of yourself that you're going to be with Drew Barrymore or somebody famous and nobody's no, no. good enough for you you're you're no, a guy no, who's not, not going to be. I don't mean it as a put down. It's who you are. Unless you did deep analysis and you had some kind of breakthrough, which I don't think is going to happen. I, I think that you're going to be one of these guys who's going to be dissatisfied. You think there's more out there. You think there's some big, um, you're just, it's just not, I just don't see it happening. That's all. It doesn't mean that it's a bad life. It'll be good. You'll be sit there with the dog. All right. Thank you. <laughs> there's Benji. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he wants from me. I, I don't see you getting married. You're in your fifties. What? When? When is? When is this big relationship going to happen? First of all, if I don't get married, that's fine. That's but fine. if I, right? I I don't have a problem with that. But it's just this assumption that no. there's something wrong with me because I'm not. There's nothing wrong with you. You are who you are. I'm saying I don't think you're the. I don't think you're the type of personality. That could be in a really long-term, loving, committed relationship. I don't think so. That's me. Had, Maybe I'm pro me wrong. I have long-term, committed, loving, loyal relationships with a lot of great friends. I do. Good. All right. Well, there That's you go. That's not what we're talking about. Friendships. That's it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, Robin, also, many many people. Would you thank say you. the same thing about yourself? Get out of here. Yes, she does. I okay, don't she agrees want a long-term relationship, and I have. You think you're not friends, capable? But you're actually. I don't want to. I wouldn't even do you think, make the effort. Do you think effort. you're not capable of it? <laughs> All right, I, I must not be because it seems like an effort to me. Do you think, um, Robin, you would be a guest on the Benji show and uh, end this misery of mine? <laughs> he, he's going to keep it. I keep answering the question. He's going to ask it again and, again and again. Yeah, and I'm trying to move on so I can get to Tom on. Seriously, I, I want to talk to you more about dating and things, but not right now. I'm up against the time wall, so uh, we'll get to it the next time. Yeah. How right. good do I look right now? 
You look great. You have lost a lot of weight, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Some of the uh, Las Vegas fans came down on me for my opinions on Ronnie moving to Vegas. Real quick, because I want to get over to uh, uh, Tom Arnold. Uh, Stop putting Vegas down, Howard. You're giving Ronnie a hard time. I've lived here since 1987. It's the best move I ever made. It's stress-free, an amazing way to live. When it's 120 degrees here in Vegas, you're either chilling in the pool or you're relaxing in your air-conditioned home. I know you're going to miss Ronnie, and maybe you're a bit jealous. Well, I know I am going to miss Ronnie. Uh, you are driving me crazy with your Las Vegas put-downs. We moved to Las Vegas from Massachusetts 18 years ago. I don't know what took us so long. We have no rain, no humidity, or income tax. Okay, good argument. It's close to the strip for any type of entertainment. There's also no traffic in Las Vegas. It's a great way of life. Uh, one fan does think that Ronnie won't be able to handle the heat. I happen to agree. Ronnie says he's, he's going to go swim when it gets hot in Las Vegas. Tell him he's not. When it gets over 100 degrees in Las Vegas, the water in the pool is too hot to swim in. People That's who have money yeah. people who have money to burn order huge truckloads of ice to be dumped into their pool, and that only lasts for a few hours. The last time I was in Las Vegas, it was 125 degrees. My car broke down due to the heat, and my rearview mirror melted off the windshield. <laughs> be prepared, Ronnie. All right, we'll see what happens. Let me take Amazing. a break. We'll talk, we'll talk to Tom Arnold in just a couple of uh, minutes. Um, we'll be right back. I always enjoy when uh, Tom Arnold comes on the show. I like talking to him. I like hearing about Hollywood. I like hearing about his life. Uh, very honest guy. There he is. Hey, Tom. You look good. Hey, well, thank you. You look good, too. No, seriously. I, I mean, you always laugh when I say that, but you do. You look like you're in shape. You're thin. You know, you look good. Well, I'm, I'm thick, but I, but I look good. I feel good. Uh, and and we know in Hollywood, appearances are important. You got to look good for your next film or whatever the hell you're working on, right? I mean, you always got to you got to keep that in mind. I mean, it is, is he it keeping is a himself thing. in shape for work? Yes, of course. Well, also for girls. I mean, he's got to yeah. do that too. <laughs> eventually, eventually, yeah. I will. You know, I was going to say to you, I listen. I always keep tabs on you because I'm so fond of you. But uh, you know, I know you got divorced. I thought yeah. this time around you had it right. This this was your fourth marriage, and uh, yeah. I don't mean to bring I don't mean to bring up anything too painful, but no, no. Every time you get divorced, it's painful. Let's let's face it. Are you at the point now where you say to yourself, "Fuck marriage, this is it"? I am never. I mean, I've asked you this before. You've always you've always yeah. been the eternal optimist. You're like, "I'm one day I'll get married again." You always say after the second marriage, and it'll it work. The third, that's yeah, the other the, part. You yeah. know, you can get married, but can right. you work it out? Tom, is yeah. marriage not for you? But at this point, have you figured it out? Well, I'd like to say no, it's not. I mean, just by my track record. After my third divorce, I, uh, uh, you know, you it, it gets to a point where you're like, what? Maybe it's maybe it's me after your third divorce. <laughs> no way. But I, you. You're you know, famous. I There's no way it could be you. No, yeah. but but I think the the great thing, this divorce, I, got, I have two kids. And it's a terrible way to get divorced with kids, let me tell you. It's... Because people, if you don't have kids and you get divorced and your ex-wife goes on Saturday Night Live and says you have a three-inch penis, I mean, that bugs you. <laughs> but but when, when there's kids, man, because then yeah. they, they got you. They're like, you know. So it's been, it's been this has definitely been the hardest divorce in that way. It's it's good to be divorced. Right. Uh, but also the future, and I, and I would say I'm never going to do it, but, J, you know, James Cameron always said, Hey, you write your own fucking story. Nobody writes your ending. And he's been married five times. And he's, his last marriage is just awesome. So right. 
you know, but I'm also a 62 year old single dad with an eight year old and a five year old. And there's not a lot of babes that are like, yeah, I got to get that. I got to get some of that. <laughs> you got yeah. a little bit of baggage, huh? But, but yeah. But, but what about the realities too of being divorced that much? I mean, financially, I mean, you know, you, you've done, how many movies have you made? You've made like hundreds of movies, right? I mean, yeah. you, you know, you've done pretty well for a guy in Hollywood. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, financially though, you take this huge hit each time. And that's got to be concerning, too, because, you know, let's face it. I mean, uh, you, you, you want to have some money in your old age, I would think. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been this, especially this last. Uh, I mean, it all is cumulative. You know, I never had a prenuptial agreement. Roseanne didn't have one with me. I was fair right. to her. And I just assumed, but I'm not blaming anybody else. But this last one, because it's been so contentious in family court and, you know, me wanting custody of the kids. That's a, that's, that's a, you know, that's a deal breaker. And, and, uh, and then all the ancillary, the police getting called and, and stuff and having to, you know, retrofit my house and everything with a bunch of cameras so that when they did come, I'd go, okay, what did she say happened? Here's what happened. And, you know, they'd take her away, but you know, it just went on and on it. And, you know, Sharon Stone's a really good friend of mine. And she said uh, two years ago, she was sort of by coaching me through this because she'd gone through a horribly contentious divorce with children. And she said, you're going to spend every dime you have to get your kids. I know the person you're going. I know your ex-wife. And I was like, do you really think so? And she goes, what? You are, it's not worth it? You don't want your kids? You know, she's tough. And, and you really do. If this is the third time we've moved. When I, we were married, we had a big house in Beverly Hills. And, uh, and then we moved, uh, uh, to get, you know, to when we sold the house via the marriage and this, we just moved into a place in Sherman Oaks and it's tight, but it's wonderful. You know, it's, uh, wow. you just don't need all the stuff. I read somewhere that you sold a Warhol that you owned, you actually owned a Warhol painting. And because of the divorce, you had to sell it. That had to break your heart, right? I mean, cause that's a, that's a prized possession. When you have to yeah. do something like that, that must have made you crazy. Well, I sold a couple. I sold those uh, during at the, towards the end of the marriage, trying to, you know, uh, keep it, keep it alive. And then I sold a couple after I had, I had several and several I sold Warhols, their... several yes. Warhols. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. What, I, I, what were I, they up? What were the, what were the Warhol paintings of? The moon landing. Yeah. Uh, and then John Wayne and then a, uh, uh, which moon landing was two. And then John Wayne and then a, uh, uh, a, a Hollywood Boulevard where Marilyn Monroe's name wow. is, oh, you know, and stuff. But then you start thinking, well, this is not important. And, uh, and, and this makes sense. And, and maybe one day I'll get something else like this. And then the next time you sell everything after the marriage, you're going through your stuff in the back and you're getting things that people have given you and autographs and things people have made that were cool. And you're like, well, I bet my kid would like this one day. And you're like, well, no, I got to do this. I need cash today because after my last divorce, uh, I realized I have not that once I pay the IRS, pay off all of our, t you know, credit cards, I have nothing. And I got nervous because we've been sharing this business manager that my uh, ex-wife picked and I didn't have access to my accounts. So I went right from court to the bank, closed all the accounts, opened new ones, trying to figure out if I had any money. And, uh, and a buddy of mine came over to the house and said, I'll buy that, 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 and I'll give you 
this cash. And so I had a backpack with a hundred thousand dollars that was all, you know, for me and my kids, we had to find a place to live now, but it also was kind of a good feeling to go, okay, this is what I really have. There's no faking. Everything's paid that I have this. I do have to work again. And then, you know, COVID hit right after that was January, 2020. And then COVID hit and, uh, and you know, but our business uh, was pretty devastated. So it's been a little, there's been a few years here where, you know, it hasn't been excellent business wise, but I've also, on the other hand, got to spend a ton of time with my kids, which turns out to be the thing. I always said I wanted to do that. And, and it's a good thing because I'm doing it and I, I love it. It's, uh, you know, I've done, all, I've done a bunch of movies. I've done exciting things. I've been uh, traveled and, and fancy friends, but this is the thing for me every day on. And so, you I got to tell you, uh, Tom, it makes me sad because, uh, you know, at this point in your life, you're 62 and now you got your dream of having two kids and you love having kids. And I know it's important to you. You've been through the mill, um, when you were young. So you can give to your kids what you didn't have, you know, give them some mm-hmm. parenting, this and that, you know, so I know it's all important to you, but Jesus, you know, to think of you having to sell off these prized possessions mm-hmm. and to not have access to your money and then, then realizing maybe there's no money there. That just sucks. That just sucks. I mean, did you go uh, talk to a therapist about this? Uh, because I would imagine you would be bitter and angry about it. You don't seem like you are, but I would imagine there's got to be some real anger there uh, after an well, experience I think like that. that. If I didn't wake up every day and see my kids, you know, most days and see my kids there, it would, I don't know what would be going on with that be, you know, because if I, when I make a list and that's something you do at therapist, you make a list of what's really important and, and down the line is, well, I don't have the art anymore. You know, I had a Chagall. I had, you know, this Rembrandt that, uh, you know, I wow. had a lot of things and I don't have that, but. I have my kids' art on the wall, and, and you know, it, it does. You, you had know, a Rembrandt? Yes. Well, Rosanna and I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, I've you got it over the the years. Uh, but I think. Have you, that, have, with, with all this going on, have you heard from Rosanna? I mean, she's got her problems now. You must hmm. have been shocked as shit when she went in for Trump. I mean, I know you're a big anti-Trumper. Um, yeah. you must've been shocked as hell when you saw she was in Trump, but I was thinking maybe she'd reach out to you over the divorce thing, or is that just completely dead? No, no, yeah. that's all, you know, and, and, and the Trump thing, uh, and by the way, my, 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 my thought is that maybe it's crazy. I can always make it back. Right. I can always make money. I can always, you know, as long as we, you know, once we got, uh, the custody thing settled, knock on wood, um, I, that I will just bear down and, and, uh, but Roseanne, no, I, when I heard she was, cause I had a, a, a stand up comedy special coming out at the same time that her show was re premiering. And, right. um, and so, uh, somebody asked me to write a review of the pilot, uh, episode for Hollywood Reporter or something. And, and I was, uh, you know, as objective as you could be <laughs> for someone, you know, who's she said I had three inch penis on SL, but, <laughs> right. uh, I, but I liked the show. You know, and what people don't re- remember is the show got canceled the first time. And John Goodman wasn't even, he was dead. His character was dead the last season. Right. You know, I worked the first six years on the show. And then the seventh and eighth were were rough. And, uh, you know, because another thing, she'd always want to win the lottery when I was working with her on the show. And I'd say, no, the family, 
This family does not win the lottery. They may play the lottery, and then immediately when I when I was out of there, they won the lottery. But right. I was happy the reunion was coming back because it's Sarah Gilbert's, you know, idea, and she put it together. And and I saw some, they had some of the old writers and talented people. And uh, and but I knew I had no idea how down the well she was for Trump. Like I knew that she'd really changed, obviously, to be for Trump. But then I started reading her social media before the show aired, and I was like, oh, this could be bad news. Surely they know these things that she's saying and doing. And, you know, she wrote a letter to every member of Congress saying that John McCain was a traitor. Just the the amount of effort she has put into this, calling the Boston bombing a false flag. I, it seems like ABC would have went, okay, that, okay, either no more of that or... And and so the show started. I was in touch with my my uh, ex uh, uh, stepdaughter, who was very worried because Roseanne was still tweeting here and there. And you know, I I really cared about those kids. I loved being a stepfather. Obviously, I also cared about Roseanne. And so I came up with ways. I sent a, a information on a phone that you know it, when you tweet, it it goes to a different server before it goes to the sky. And and, and she just kept doing it she didn't have somebody like me there to to shut it all down god damn, throw the phone of the river so what do you think happened that do you show think was so it, valuable yeah i mean that show was a huge hit yet again yeah it's almost like psychologically she just wanted to blow it up again you know what i mean like like maybe he did yeah i mean well, i'm just he, playing psychiatrist what happened was the uh the second season was coming and uh and the writers were about to come back. They had a terrific success. The big number one show again just just doesn't happen here. In a, in right. a, and uh, she had told everybody on the left, uh, we're not going to be as political about Trump. And she told all her far, far right fans, it's going to be all about Trump. We're bringing it. So she, the weekend before the writers came back on a Tuesday, that weekend I could just tell she was melting down. And she sabotaged it. She literally... Savage. I was communicating some with her about you can't show a picture of a donkey and Hillary Clinton side by side. Yeah, that's the daughter. If you want to go at Hillary, go at Hillary. You know, you wouldn't want people. But she just kept upping. And there's part of her that was, you know, self-destructive. And she really didn't want it. If you don't want to be do a show, you know, especially Roseanne. I mean, I had a hard time getting her there on, on good days. And right. so... Yeah, but that was that's what happened. Weird, you know. And her success is because she's unfiltered, and then when she's too unfiltered, then all hell breaks loose. And you're right, you know, like if you don't have anybody sitting there telling you, "Listen, this is going too far," then uh, everything blows up. But you know, it's weird. You don't hear from Roseanne at all. I don't mean you. I mean in the world. I mean she's like yeah. completely. You, you know, I don't know. She's off the map. I don't. Yeah, I guess somebody. She's just finally said, "I, I better keep my mouth shut because I'm getting into more and more trouble." I guess I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, I think too. She her son makes videos. Jake films videos of her. You'll see it once in a while, and you think that after. I know there's something up with her. I can just tell because, you know, like for instance, when she sang the national anthem when we were at that baseball game, like she was very scared that they were going to cancel her show back in San Diego in uh, uh, 1990. And so I could see that, you know, and I said, no matter what, we're going to make sure they don't because that meant so much to her. And even the daily stuff, I'm not going into work. I'm not going to, you know, cancel. Let's sell. I, I quit. I quit. And uh, 
I always knew that it, that it was my job to make sure she went there because she'd be devastated if if she lost the show. In fact, Tom Warner, who owns the the Liverpool uh, the soccer team, the Boston Red Sox, who ran the show, is he one time went up to his office and and uh, Roseanne's like, "I'm quitting. This goes. I'm getting no respect. Nobody's listening to me. Uh, give me one reason why I should stay." And Tom Warner's like. I'll give you a hundred million reasons why you should. <laughs> and, uh, and then we, right. I do remember looking at Rose had like, Oh, hell yeah. Like it came, <laughs> she calmed down for a second. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, but there's something up with her. There's something different. Uh, her, you know, uh, it's that sort of that cult thing that you see a lot around the country. You know, she's part of QAnon, uh, and she's all in and that and they're all in with, uh, Trump and all the, the conspiracies. And she is that person now and and uh so i don't know what what help could be you know had i know that her family's tried to and she's also tough and she's also the breadwinner in her whole family so there's no i don't know there's no reasoning i don't think uh with her you know talking about women and i'm thinking about you in the future i know you love women and you someday i still think you're an eternal optimist that you will one day look for love again I was on your Instagram. You 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 posted that picture. The the kids. They, they you have a an assistant, and there was a birthday cake. And next thing I know, you were trying to you were not trying. You were making out with your um, assistant, who is quite attractive, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to be the next Mrs. Arnold. Do I do I have well uh, a beat he, on that? Well, so here's the thing. Sasha uh, uh, Boggs, who uh, came to work for me at, at the kids at a at a rough time. We were like living in a condo and and she said i had another assistant and so i said i'll do all the crap jobs she's a comedian too and right. an actor she goes i'll do all the worst jobs and that you love that with somebody and i could just tell the way she because i don't like have a nanny full-time i just i don't put my kids in other people's cars you know i i i i saw her with the kids and she's like an aunt <laughs> it's more than Man, like a, a hot horrible aunt. Right. she's very hot yeah, yeah. so COVID started, and, and one night she's like, I'm too tired to drive home. She lived in, we're on the west side. She lived in uh, Koreatown. And can I sleep on the couch? I go, absolutely. In fact, you should never go home. Let's make a, and that's really what happened. And I just think that her energy compared to the the Karen-type energy that that their, they see from their mother so often, uh, I think it just was a, and it was really good for me. Are and, you and, in and love people, with her? No, I mean, I love her, but I'm not yeah. in love with her. But uh, but even my rabbi called me, you know, Steve Tisch called me. He's like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Well, how's the kids? And I'm like, great. And he goes, are you that assistant? Uh, are you guys fucking? And uh, that's how right. it made me. I go, no, no. I mean, we could be. Like, it could happen. <laughs> like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with me because even my rabbi called that same call. Have and, you said uh, to her, you know, are you attracted to me at all? And are you considering maybe being my girlfriend uh, and we, we take this relationship uh, romantic or do I mm-hmm. or do we keep it platonic? Have you had that discussion with her yet? Well, I mean, I told her when she first started, listen, if you have needs, I am here. And she, I don't know how to say this. I sat with her. I said, right. you know, because I'm a guy and she the, the first night she stayed, we had an earthquake and she thought it was. Me masturbating furiously in my bedroom, which it wasn't. What is going on in that house? Yeah, but but no, we had these conversations. Obviously, all her friends ask her, but uh, you know, it's it's just not. Again, it's it's it hasn't 
uh, happened. It's I, but I know her better than I knew uh, three of my wives for sure. I mean, I knew right. Roseanne very well, and right. uh, just taking the time and not projecting on who I want her to be, and she's funny and lovely, and you know. Uh, but on her birthday, when I did kiss her, I guess that that's the time I kissed her at a camera, and my daughter had me come in and said, I need to talk to you, Daddy. And, and we went in her room, and it was, a, you know, there's a lot of uh, conversation starters that happened. And she, she was concerned about me kissing uh, a woman. And really, my daughter is so sweet. And I said, you know, I said, well, you know, Sasha's my sister. You kiss people on their birthdays. And I said, but one of these days, Daddy will, a woman will kiss Daddy in that other way. You know, I said, I don't know if you remember, but before COVID, when I went out in public, women are always, grab it on me and which never happened but and she's right. like yeah i go because you know i'm tom arnold and uh but one of these things that'll happen the kids aren't ready i'm not gonna because someone would have to come into my house into my life you know right. and, and uh i'm not even sure that it'd be good for sasha and i's relationship if i had a you know <laughs> let me tell you something it's hard to find somebody competent to work for you so yeah. if you if you start getting romantic with sasha it's gonna be big trouble you know what i was yeah. looking at one of your marriages, I think maybe it was your second marriage, um, the great Chris Farley yep. from Saturday Night Live was your, I think he was your best man. He was. At one, he, I mean, I didn't know you had a close relationship with him. Uh, yeah. Well, what a funny guy. He, you know, uh, he, he did an impression of me and uh, uh, Victoria Jackson did Roseanne on Saturday Night Live. And, and we saw that, obviously, and we were. We loved it, and and uh, we were going out there to co-host a show or something, and Laura Michaels called me and said, you have a lot in common with Chris Farley. Would you please spend time with him? And uh, Chris was, uh, you know, he wanted to be sober, and I think Laura had really worried about that, and so I was his sponsor for a few years. Oh, wow. And, and uh, we, we, we travel. I mean, Chris is from uh, Wisconsin. I'm from Iowa. We go to switch off football games very close. When he came out to do my television show or my hbo specials which is really funny There's, they play a clip of him picking up chicks at the ball of my hbo special that judd apatow and i did you know he is he just knew how funny he was but then he'd stay with me and i uh, got to know his whole family and you know i love the guy and he gave a great speech at, at my wedding and then he disappeared with my 17 year old cousin somewhere. Oh no. You know, and, uh, but, you know, there's always something. This what guy, to get high or something? Was, was that his uh, goal? Uh, he would disappear with the 17 year old cousin. Yeah. Well, it was my 17 year old cousin. So she looked oh. like she was like 35. Oh, I so, see. Um, but, yeah. but her mom, my other cousin was like, where's my daughter? Is she up there with Chris Farley? Um, but, but, you know, he'd like to have fun and, uh, you know, he had uh, he had too much fun. Very sad when he died. Um, Did not, he drive you crazy? Because uh, you're you're so sober, and you know that's your thing. Uh, it must have driven you crazy that you couldn't stop him from abusing himself. It must have uh, been very frustrating every time well, you found the, out he was using. It's also frustrating. It's also he went to seventeen. He was, he was on his way to his seventeenth rehab. It's also Jeez. frustrating. Because at a certain point that he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be around Tom because I don't want him to see. And, and uh, you know, the last time I saw him was right before he died. He came to the, his brother was working on my show, Kevin. Kevin's great. And, um, and Johnny, the whole family's great. But he uh, 
said to you know I, I called Johnny called me after he they they found his body and the last he saw Chris he was leaving his condo that night Chris was on his way to his 17th rehab the next day leaving his condo and he was with a sex worker and uh, he he jumped up in the air and said it's great to be alive and it fell back and uh, and he died but every you know his brother thought oh he's being funny but he actually died. And so I always told Chris, you can't be fat and do drugs. You just can't right. be that fat. You got to pick one. And I know I fe- speak from experience. Right. You pick one. You just can't do everything. But uh, but he was surely a a very funny, a sweet guy. And uh, it's true. Wait, no, you're right. When you get when you eat and you get high, you're running the risk of a heart attack pretty quickly because you, I mean you you got to you got to pick one or the other. You're absolutely right. It's too much on your yeah, body. It, and Kevin Farley would say, Kevin was his uh, brother, and uh, they'd order, Chris had ordered two sex workers to their hotel, and he, he'd open the door naked and go, you, you're with me, you, and Kevin, you get the ugly one. I mean, it would be like, and Kevin said it smelled like they were hanging meat in there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> did, Farley, did Farley throw you a bachelor party? Because I would imagine it, it had to be complete debauchery if if there was one. Well, it was. We did it at uh, Scores. You remember Scores? Where oh, all, sure. I was there many times. Yeah. And then what happened was uh, all the guys, David Spade was at a wedding. There was a lot of guys that had finally disappeared, which that happens, and then came on stage naked, and then they ended up kicking everybody. I mean, because he was a big guy. He did not mind being yeah. naked. And right. he just would do that Um you know, there's there's a good story about Chris uh, made amends to people he'd gone to college with for being, you know, drunk and crazy. And, and they were very nice people, lived outside of Chicago, suburbs, very successful. And they had a barbecue for him, and all these fancy pants came there. And it was going great. It was going great. Then Chris disappeared. What happened is they were on this big lawn, and a dog came in and uh, pooped. You know, big dog, hunches up and pooped. And then... So that must have triggered something in Chris's mind because these people, their wives, their families, all of a sudden he disappeared, comes running out there naked and poops like the dog did. Oh, so no. they kicked him out of there. That's, <laughs> but in his mind, that's that's real comedy, you know. So you mean and, tell uh, me at the bachelor party at Scores, yeah. Chris Farley gets on the, the stripper stage and yeah. removes all his clothing and starts dancing. Yep. That's yes, I mean, what a commitment to comedy. Did he have a big dick that he was willing to do that? Or was it, it was even good fun? enough? I mean, it wasn't a wow. small dick for sure, but right. he had so much. I mean, you remember the, the Patrick Swayze, the dancing on yeah. Saturday Night Live with the body thing. And he called me that week and he said, I am so embarrassed. Lauren wants me to uh, do they want. They wrote me this thing and it's embarrassed because I'll be the fat guy next to Patrick Swayze. I, what do you think? And I said, I think it, if you could be the funniest fat guy ever doing this thing, then you should do it. And you right. should really go for it. But he also, he was naked a lot. Wow. Chris Farley was he naked. There's no, there's I mean, no even with shame the, uh, in his game. Even in a, no shame. And, it, and even in a room with a sex worker, like he would walk around naked and not even yeah. worry like, uh, <laughs> hey, maybe I'm turning her off because I'm kind of fat and everything. He was just like, he'd walk around fat and then fuck a sex worker. I mean, that yeah. takes that takes balls. It I takes, mean, it no does. And I have to say, yeah. uh, one time I went to this place down by the airport here, and I think it had an unfortunate name of Oriental Acupressure and, uh, <laughs> by the airport in L.A. and with Farley. And uh, the, like Oliver Stone was there. Like it's that kind of place where people come in and, and uh, they, they, you have to take a shower 
before they massage you. <laughs> right. And uh, Chris, I came out again into the lobby, and he was just sitting there by a couple, you know, older gentlemen, completely naked. <laughs> they had to go, no, sir, you got to put on your clothes. Like, just to make that, just how funny he would see my face walk out of there. Like, because we're trying to be discreet, by the way. Right, That's right. the idea. Is discretion is the name of the game there. <laughs> and he's completely naked, just sitting there yeah. with his paper. And I don't think anybody has ever been like that, you know. Uh, on the other hand, he would be very timid with women. You know, I saw uh, Tawny Katane passed away recently. He was so in love with her. Right. So in love with her. And then uh, he t- talked to her somewhere, and he, he, he called me and goes, I'm having a date with Tawny Katane. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm getting so crazy. And he took a giant limo up to pick her up, and she's so beautiful. And she met him at the door, and she said, hey, did you mind? My husband wants to meet you. <laughs> Chuck Finley. Who played oh. And then he, and then he met and they're like, uh, and then they went on their date. Chris had flowers and you know, she oh. was like, Oh, I love Chris. This will be so fun. Chris oh. was like, no, she is the woman for me. And I, I think that, I think that happens with, uh, I can speak for myself too. Sometimes you're, especially you're a big guy. You go, okay, here's my equal looks wise. Tawny contain. I mean, <laughs> if I can just get that going instead of, you know, I learned early on. Yeah, if yeah. you're big, get with the big ones. Right. Because they will be, you know, that's the easier road. Right. You know, right? Instead of going, I want somebody who looks nothing like me. Right. So I can feel insecure all the time. So, yeah, Chris <laughs> was a sweetheart. Oh, my God. That is such a great story. Chris Farley. I never met him. I wish I had. I There's so many people I wish I could have met in my life, but he's one of them. I, I'll never forget why. I always, I am obsessed with his appearance on David Letterman. When he came on and he was doing these acrobatics all the way down, I mean, it was like madness. It's the greatest thing to Google, Chris Farley going on the yeah. Letterman show. It's the greatest entrance I ever saw onto a talk show. I thought he was going to have a heart attack and die during it. It was so yeah. energetic and athletic. He probably almost did. Because, yeah. <laughs> because his later appearance, I remember the last time he hosted SNL, man, he was not in good shape. And they had him riding a bike or something. And, you know, but... He, you know, he was athletic. He could do, he was, he could do gymnastics things. And, you know, John Belushi could do gymnastics yep. things. He would come on stage to the Blues Brothers and do flips. And, uh, I just think that, uh, yeah, there was, it, there's too many things going on at once. And, uh, that's just what happens. Guest hosting on Saturday Night Live must be a great memory for you. I mean, uh, I'm sure that that was crazy. Uh, you know, that's, that's quite a, that's quite a scene going on in that. It's like a factory. You know, trying to get a show out in one week and write all new stuff on Monday, that's pretty intense. It's uh, It rivals the writing I, meetings at the Roseanne show, you know. <laughs> well, the SNL, you know, you have so much respect for this thing. You're going in there. And the first time, I think I co-hosted with Roseanne, then I hosted a couple other times by myself. But it's nerve-wracking. There's no more nerve-wracking thing than you being backstage and, and Don Pardo or whoever is counting down to the 10 seconds when the door opens and you're freaking live. Yep. And you can just fall down and, and uh, weep and ruin your life or whatever. But but I, I the thing I always liked about uh, Lauren Michaels, if a sketch didn't go great, he's like onward and upward. Like he's he's like a relief pitcher that wins sometimes and it usually wins, but once in a while has bad game, whatever. He's not going to dwell on it. The writers and all the actors dwelled on it. And, right. uh, but, but what an honor that was. You know, he's so smart that way because if he got hung up, he wouldn't have lasted. If he got hung up after all these years of doing Saturday Night Live, like 40 years, if he got hung up on one sketch or a show that didn't work, 
he wouldn't be in it for the long run. He would drive himself crazy. He'd be too neurotic. It's like, okay, that sketch didn't work. I'm in it for the long run. The next one will work. The next one will work. It's a pretty good attitude to have. You know, yeah. Hey, so well, he also, real, he also was yeah. very helpful about Chris because again, he'd been through John Belushi and he said, he'd say, I'm not going to have a fuck another John Belushi situation here. Uh, you know, so, uh, on Chris's three year birthday, I, I, he was supposed to call me. I was in LA. He didn't call. I called there. Lauren got on the phone and he's like, you know, he's in his office crying so loud that he wants to make sure everybody hears it. And he'd, he'd relapsed. And you know, Lauren is from, he seems, uh, you know, uh, he's from really a working class environment, his family. He's from a tough area. He, he doesn't seem like it. You know, Chris is from a rich family. Yeah. And so, you know, Lord would say, you know, uh, uh, I came from this. I didn't have, my dad wasn't a, a, a huge uh, builder and, you know, so I, I just, I'm going to have none of this. And he actually, you know, cause he had two things to think about how good is the show going to be? And Chris was immensely popular and, you know, I, I've got to make a stand. So, you know, he said, I'm going to suspend him for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, people are like, well, how dare you not just fire him? Don't you care about it? Well, he absolutely cared about him. He cared about his show, and, and but he had the guts to say, "Okay, that's it. You got to do this thing with Tom. You got to do this thing." And because you're, it's ultimately about saving his life for as long as you know. And be, in his thirty-three years, he had a lot of life. You yeah, know, I mean, sure I hate to, you know, uh, but I certainly could have died many times doing the same thing. There's nothing that that he did that I didn't do. And so, you know, by the grace of God or whatever, and then I would never have been a a, a parent. And uh, that I realized, well, that's been my my goal. That's if I stay sober, that's the promise that I'll get. That is the gift. And and uh, but but Chris, you know, I don't think he could ever see himself in ten years. Yeah, that's or, the thing. You know, you know? Th- that yeah. Like you go, what if Farley had lived? What if he had gotten sober? What if he even found love? And what if he even found a family? Like, what would that all have looked like? Or could that have even been a possibility? That's the thing you never know, and it drives you crazy. But I, you, you've been sober now a long time, right? You haven't uh, relapsed yeah. or anything, right? Yeah, let me just say, say about Chris. I, I yeah. used to say, well, no, his life, you know, he thought, but that's just a lie. He could have lived a long time, but he'd have been a great uh, father, a great friend who had kids, and a great old guy. He'd been a great old man. So that, right. you know, when, when somebody dies, you love, you want to blow it off like, well, this is how it's supposed to be. He was only meant for this earth, whatever. But that's a lie. He'd have been great. Uh, yeah, I am sober. Uh, I think the last time I was with you guys, uh, I, ch- I shared about, uh, I went back to rehab four years ago, uh, Crossroads, yeah. uh, and, uh, because of benzos, benzodiazepine, di- because of, uh, Xanax and, and uh, being my own doctor, as I right. know to be, uh, which were hard to, to it's hard to detox off of, of those. I don't recommend them. A lot of people die from those. They don't talk about it because they talk about opioids or, or cocaine or whatever. And so I'm grateful that I did that. And uh, um, because you have to be, you know, 100% with these kids. And so I don't take anything, you know, and I've certainly been around the sober world for 30, I, the, the meeting I started 31 years ago is still going on. And so, you know, I've been going to meetings for 35 years. I've never stepped away from going to meetings, even 
in 2008 and nine when I, when I was on drugs, I, I'd wrecked my motorcycle, broken my back at 19 years sober. And then, but I never, when I took my 20 year cake in front of everybody in 2009, I realized, oh, I am not sober. I am still on the pain medication from uh, 17 months ago. Okay, I'm going to eat this cake for everybody, but then I'm going to call my sponsor and say, I have to start over day one. And to me, a relapse has been part of my journey because you fine tune who you are. You get, you realize, oh, there's this other issue. There's this mental health aspect that I have to take care of. I have to deal with my childhood. And, uh, and that's what's worked out for me so far. So when you sponsor people, like, is there anything really you can do to help a guy? I mean, you can be there, you can listen to him, but you can't force us up. You can't force someone to get sober, right? You can't, it's not, it's like you almost feel helpless, right? You, you, what can you do? Like when you see a guy like Farley and you're a sponsor, uh, you, you know, you can just only just keep suggesting to him that he go to a meeting, right? There's not much right. you can do. Yeah. You right. can't and get you through can to him. show him, well, this is what works for me, or this is how, you know, somebody has to see something in somebody else that they go, I want to have that thing. That yeah. thing, that guy, the way he's confident, the way this or that, you know, and it takes, you know, it takes courage. And, uh, and uh, you know, first of all, you have to realize I'm not unique. Like I keep thinking I'm unique, like terminally unique. My situation is different than yours. Here's what I went through. Here's this. And that's just, if you show up enough and spend enough time with people in sobriety, you, you, you there's no unique story. And there's some crazy stuff. I mean, I, I belong to a program where uh, the guy next to me killed someone the last time he, he drank. And he I respect and love him so much and hug him. And we all hug and we all, because we're on, we're doing this different, this different thing. And I, I have a lot of respect for people that pull themselves up from prison or the bootstraps. And, and uh, but I've seen it work. I've seen miracles. So many times I've got, well, what do you mean? The guy, the, the guy was high. And he was he driving and killed someone, or he stabbed someone? Well, what did he do? He was driving. He got to a, a terrible car wreck, drunk. Oh, wow. And his best friend was in the car with him. And I'll tell you what about this guy. He he has owned that for, and he's been sober. He just had twenty years, and and he goes into places because people. If you were to, if you killed a person, that right. guilt, that shame, you know, most people just go off the deep end. They don't. And he's been so helpful to so many people. Anytime somebody kills somebody, we sent him in to talk to him. And he has this great life. He, you know, he created this dating app, uh, Raya or whatever. I mean, he's, he says he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. And he's always honest about what happened. It's not like, well, this could have been whatever. He's like, no, I drove the car. I was drunk. My best friend died. And, wow. and that just saying that is startling. Because that doesn't sound like, man, we all want to make it look okay. Well, they, you know, we want to look cool. And there's a, that's just a right there. It's stunning. And he's helped so many people because of that. You know what's so crazy about this? Here we're talking about getting high. And, of course, you're here to promote this special, which I'm, I'm in the middle of a, a documentary you did on your sister. You know, your sister, no, no bullshit, was really the queen of meth. This is a woman mm -hmm. who was running a huge drug operation like in Breaking Bad. I mean, she was mm -hmm. over four states. It's pretty mind-blowing that your sister put this whole thing together where she became a meth dealer, and it must have been driving you nuts because here you were trying to get sober. Here you were trying to make a legit career in show business when you were first starting out, and you had this sister who was actually succeeding 
and had more money than God. Yeah. And you're like, what am I, what am I doing? Were you ever yeah. tempted to join your sister and become a meth dealer? Well, I, I just could tell that I couldn't do that just because of the kind of addict I was. You know, my sister and I, uh, and plus her, her, the guy she worked with, I did not like. You know, she, right. she hooked up with the, the president of the Grim Reaper motorcycle gang. And he and I, you know, there was no, you know, she had to break up many fights. Her, her choice of men in general, you know, we, my sister's a year younger. We grew up, our father raised us by himself. And, and then when I was 10, he married the next door neighbor and, and she, um, you know, was not a fan necessarily of the older kids. And I ended up when I was 15 moving in with our mom. Our mom was a lunatic. I do that. Like she's you married know, seven times. She's an alcoholic. Yeah, your mom, your mom, if you want to call her that, I mean, what a fascinating, if you want to call it fascinating, she's the last person on earth you'd want her to be your mom. She was not motherly at all. She was not protective at all. Um, you know, your sister married a, a guy at 14 that she basically said, you got to marry this guy. The guy's basically a pedophile if he's marrying 14 year olds and he's 23. Yep. I mean, yep. no, you had a mother that didn't protect you at all, you know? Mm-hmm. zero protection your mom's supposed to yep. protect you she didn't protect you right. i mean it, no wonder you were a drug addict no wonder your sister ended up selling drugs i mean it, it was almost like predestined with that kind of parenting right 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 i think so i think it's probably a little bit in our D, uh, dna you know but uh, my mom before she left when i was four uh, uh was just a sloppy sloppy drug she, she's the one that took me to the pedophile that i've talked about to the to <laughs> to have me my babysitter, this man who ended up raping me. You know, it's just sloppy. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And, and, uh, but with my sister, I always knew my mom wasn't a mom. And she'd say, I'm not maternal, but once in a while I'll t- tap you on the knee and that means I love you. And I just knew she was so full of shit. The only yeah, reason you know I liked weird? coming over is that she gave me a dollar and then but, I could buy know, dead candy bars. Yeah, but wait a second. What was weird to me was, when your mom was working at that Elks Club thing, everyone at the club called her mom. Like, that was her nickname, yeah. Mom. And you and your right. sister are the only ones who don't call her mom. She's so yeah. not a mom, and yet everyone thought of her as like a mom. You know, it's just yeah, so I, weird to me. Uh, what I hated a, what, that. I, I yeah. hated that. And, uh, you know, my sister was closer because my sister followed me over to Mom's house. Mom was with her seven, six, six uh, uh, husband. And, like, I just wanted to go there to drink and have no rules and grow my hair. Cause there's no fucking rules there. So fuck that. She comes, my sister worshiped our mom. And my, my dad's big mistake was he never said, he never badmouthed our mom. Everybody's like, Oh, that's the way to be. But when she would come over like crazy and knock the Christmas tree down and just be it where very inappropriate. He never, after she left said kids, well, you just thought it's what I do with my kids. If, if their mom does something that was not appropriate. I would never treat her that way. I would never let you guys treat anyone that way. And, and then we move on. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to beat up this, uh, you know, and my dad never did. So my si- sister's sense of reality was so stilted that she thought my mom's a hero, you know. And so we went over. She was my mom's best friend. It's a, you know, some kind of emotional incest. They go out party and they, we all worked at the Elks Lodge and, and, uh, and people, and, and then Lori started dating this 23 year old scumbag and, and, our mom, it had been in the paper, he'd already got a divorce from a 15-year-old. Lori's 14. Our mom gave two, three choices, break up with him, have, have him arrested, or marry him. And my mom drove my sister to Missouri 
to marry this pedophile who who ended up cheating on her with a twelve year old. And but wow. I, it, as soon as I I, I I came to the house and found out they're on the way to Missouri, I called my dad. I said, "I'm going to get the car. We're going to go on Highway 34. We're going to find out where they're going." And my dad freaked. But it was my that night. My mom came home so drunk and all sad, sacky. And and I said, "Where's Lori?" And she said, "She's at her apartment. Like her apartment, her fucking apartment. Like she doesn't. Her life is over." And then, you know, soon enough, the guy beat her, and, and I got to go get her out of there. But it was her life's over. You can't go back to to eighth grade. You just can't Man. go back to eighth grade. And so she was in that world, and there's prostitution, there's drugs. And then at a certain point, she said, I'm going to turn this into, I'm going to be the best there ever was at this. Because she was smart and built this empire. And so, Unbelievable, uh, the extent of the empire. You know what drives me crazy about you and your sister? That scene in the documentary where you're at the graveyard and you're arguing with your sister. And I, I felt so frustrated for you. You say to your sister, mom was a scumbag. And your sister goes, I love mom. Mom's great. Mm-hmm. Mom was really my best friend. And you go, mm-hmm. you are never, ever going to be able to move on emotionally. You're never going to ever get better. If you don't face the fact that mom was a really bad mom and she fucked you over, like you tried to talk sense to her. And I was mm-hmm. like, Tom's banging his head into the wall here because he only wants his sister to see reality. And your sister won't see reality. She won't say to you, mom was a scumbag and dad was a scumbag. She just... She can't see it. She doesn't want to see it. She wants to turn them into good parents. And your mom was somebody who who turned your sister on to speed. No wonder she became a, you know, the mm-hmm. diet pills and things. I mean, don't you ever sometimes just want to say, I can't deal with my sister. Forget yeah. her. I can't Literally. take her. She doesn't see reality. How does that not drive you crazy? Well, the first time she went to prison, <laughs> to federal prison, you know, I felt for her because this is uh, 1991. Right. And that when the DA had that huge bust of, you know, 60 people in our town went to prison the same day. The, the 60 people under her, the organization, and we lost a lot of parents in you know, Tumble, right. Iowa. Tumble, Iowa is not a big town. And I also felt sorry. My friends and I were like, hey, she's always been good to us when we are having a sister that's a big drug dealer when you're using drugs. It's not terrible. Okay. Right. You know, she'd come <laughs> into our house and she always had this big purse. And the other, by then, there's seven kids in our family. She'd come in at Thanksgiving, walk in and go, and all the six of us would get up. We'd go to the garage. My dad, so naive, he never thought anybody did drugs. Or And we get in a circle. And this is in Iowa. It's cold on Thanksgiving. And we just, you know, she'd open and said, "What? Well, you guys want any drugs? What do you got? I got everything. Right. Like, I just got for you this. And so... When she like went in, plus she's my little sister. I got her a great lawyer, Rod Meshpecher, out of Minneapolis, who's a very, and, and really helped her. And, Do you and think the feds went after her with, because you were famous? Do you think they they uh, targeted her because that was a good uh, person? You know, they could go after a lot of drug kingpins, but you were yeah. with Roseanne at that point. You were famous. Do you think they looked at her extra careful because of the notoriety? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure because as they built yeah. their case with her they're putting pressure on every aspect of her life you know they raided her place once and just took 10 pounds of meth fifty thousand dollars cash and all their guns and then didn't arrest her and they let her sit there as they're building this case i am sure that came up plus rosetta used to fly out of there on a private jet mm-hmm. and so people are like well wait a minute rosetta's farm is on this side of town Lori's is here 
So she has a big working farm. It's working making meth. And then we right. had this farm. And so it wasn't, you know, we weren't a million miles away from each other. Um, I was so grateful that I was sober then. And, and you know, in fact, right before that, in 89, when I got sober, I said, Lori, I can't be around you for a year. I don't trust myself. I don't want to be around any drug dealers for a year or any drugs. And so for a whole year, I couldn't see her face to face. And uh, at, at that time, her business was growing exponentially. She was dealing with the Mexican cartel. She decided to start producing it, uh, you know, underground at her farm. We got a real chemist and a laboratory. And so, Jesus. you know, it was a big, uh, the DA guy who's in it, like the main, the guy to put a gun to her head. And, uh, you know, he, 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 I got a call. There's nothing you can do, but they, they've been arrested. And so I, I felt sad that my sister might go to prison for the rest of her life. I felt sad that she had a nine-year-old son whose both of right. his parents are going to prison. And so I thought, let's try to, let's try to, uh, Let's do something. Let's see. Let's not make it life. And she deserved to go to prison. And so, but then, it, it, you know, we raised the kid. We did. He's turned out great. Her son has never done drugs, ever. It's a miracle. But then she went back at, here's the, so I she got out of prison. She went back to a tub. Well, I got her job at the meatpacking plant where I'd work, which is really the best job. You know, it has benefits. And then I get a call. She's not working at the meatpacking plant anymore. She's working at a bar. I'm like, shit. She's drinking. And then the DA guy called me and said, hey, she's dealing drugs again. But if she stops right now, we will not arrest her. And I immediately flew to Iowa, got my six brothers and sisters and our dad, and said, we're doing a family photo. And it was just, and it, we walk out of our little photo studio there in Ottawa. And I said, Lori, I talked to so-and-so and so-and-so. They know you're dealing. You stop right now. They're not going to arrest you. And she's like, mind your own fucking business. And then they arrested mm. her the the next week, and she went back to prison again. And then I was so pissed that I didn't go visit her for a couple of years or, you know, because I was like, this is just, you know, because that's, you know, uh, and as I said to her at the at the cemetery, first of all, I didn't know we was going to be in a cemetery. I got said, hey, would you say bye to Lori on the way out, the documentary people? And then they gave the address to Sasha. And then as we're pulling in, I'm like, oh, this is our cemetery. I think our mom is buried here. I'm not doing shit. I'm not going to shame Lori. It's not my job. I'm not going to act sad. And, and immediately as we're standing there, Lori's like, don't you think you should get over it with my mom? And it just snapped me. And I do, you know, I'm a big guy. It looked, you looked, uh, you know, she, but she was crying. And, and, uh, and, and so we walked away after that. And when I got my, my truck to drive away, Sasha was full tears. Like, your I assistant. don't want people to think you're me like that. She was having her period, too, she told me. But she was like, <laughs> I don't want to. And I was like, what? Oh. Tom froze. Oh, dear. Yeah. A technical issue. Yeah. Yeah, you got to see this documentary. I can't uh, wait. Yeah. You know, Tom, I love Tom's, stories like that. Well, Tom's sister, I mean, was like this big, she, she was the dude in Breaking Bad. I mean, that's how, I don't know, we just lost Tom, but yeah, um, yeah that's why I wanted him to come on and talk about this special. It's really insane. It's a documentary and it comes in yeah. several episodes, does it? Yeah. Well, I'm only on the first installment, so I don't know how uh -huh. many episodes it even is, but I'm watching this thing going. Yeah, I and saw his... a preview of it and I said, oh, that's right up my alley. I love Narcos. I love all those drug dealer shows i'll i'll watch a drug dealer documentary anytime yeah she was the real deal but uh 
I don't know. But uh, where did Tom go? <laughs> it's like three episodes, I think. I'm only on episode one yeah. where he, and he was yelling at his sister, trying to like say to her, "Your mom wasn't a good mom." You can I know it's a shame. Living people idolize the person who abuses them. Yeah, I always say they're. Their warped view of love can never be corrected or intervened with because yep. they think what they got was love. Shit, that was weird. Tom just disappeared. And Howard, I, I, I know we have Sasha's phone number, so we're calling. I'm sure. Uh, right. Give us a minute. We'll get him back. Yeah. That's Is okay. he at Sasha's house? Oh, no. You mean this? No. This? no. Or she was at his house. <laughs> Sasha is this hot assistant he has. And I can tell he's going to end up married. Well, Absolutely. he's definitely in love with her. He says he's yeah. not. If I do manage to get him back on, I'm going to say, hey, uh, Tom, why don't you bring Sasha in? I'll ask if she's uh, interested in you romantically. Yeah, well, let's, let's, well, you know that what's going to happen, though. They'll deny, deny, deny. And then yeah. next week they'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets married again, I think he'd be better off going back on drugs than getting married again. <laughs> He, it, he, there should be a rehab for marriage. Right. You know, serial yeah. marriage. Oh, there's Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Oh, hey, Sasha. Sasha. Hello. Tell That's Sasha. If we were like, uh, yeah, it's Sasha. Are you thinking of hooking up with Tom at all? I mean, are you, you want to keep it professional? No, no, not <laughs> anytime does. soon. Yeah. And if it did happen, yeah. he'd probably die before it happened. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Sorry. I mean, it okay. could happen. It could happen in the hall, right? I mean, you don't know how God works. I you know, would think it'd be very hard. In this, there's nudity in this house. Yeah. You know, and she, you know, you dress not provocatively today, but occasionally because you're an actor and, you know, you look really good and you always say, I have great tits. That's part of your act. And I just right. want to say that is true. Right. Hi, Robin. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> great. Uh, does Sasha date at all? Is she like dating well, guys? No. I, uh, I, and I wonder if that would bother me, which is insane. You're in love with you know, her. Uh, she's sober and she hasn't dated for a long time. I and mean, she's like a, a young person. They hook up, they get on the sexting and, and they do those kinds of things. And, uh, and I think she was thinking about having a date the other night, but it was with a comic and, mm. uh, neither of us have had sex for a long, I, I haven't had sex for years, for years, two and a half years, two and a half years, is that or a date. Now? Are no women coming on to you at all? I mean, you are famous. You, uh, well, yeah. you know. Um, but, but again, I have kids and you probably want to bring mm. them to, to your house. Right. But I can't. And, 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 and the kids, I'm with the kids a lot. And so I, but I would if somebody, you know, if it happened, presented itself, you know, out and about, uh, you know, I went to Sharon Stone's, she had a pool party last weekend with volleyball pool. And I was thinking, well, maybe one of those people. We'll go in the closet with me or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, but no, that's, that, that's that there. didn't happen. <laughs> what yeah. about Sharon Stone? I mean, is she married now no, or no single? No, she, single. she's, uh, she's amazing. Uh, we're like, uh, a brother and sister. She's very, Sasha, I think is intimidated because we went to Sasha went with me and Sharon saw me had come running and straddled me and gave me a kiss. You know, Sharon Stone is one of the most beautiful women on the planet. She is absolutely actually a year older than me. She looks, you know, and she got her great book out there. The, the beauty of, uh, uh, uh living twice. And, you know, she's an amazing, interesting person too, you know, and, uh, you know, Does she ever uh, talked to you, Tom, does Sharon Stone ever talk to you about, I mean, 
I don't know where she's at with this, but that famous leg crossing scene where you see her vagina, does she ever say to you, they bamboozled me into that, or or does she she is she angry about that? I still don't know the definitive well, she's story. She's got an that. interesting thing. I think she was at one time, and, right. and she writes about it in her book. But she's got this thing like if someone screws her over, uh, and she or someone she had some me too things happen back in the day. She right. doesn't want to out the people. She wants to go and get in their face and say, "What were you thinking? Why?" Like she's <laughs> she gives them a chance, you know. Right. And I think they're scared of her. She, I will say this, you know, she does Bumble, and uh, that's a dating site, which takes a lot of nerve, you know, a lot of guts. Because yeah. <laughs> she's Sharon Stone, and uh, right. uh, you know, and she's had dates. And her right. dates are, <laughs> she went out with a guy from Bubble that that they went to a restaurant. And she's like, I know you have a secret, you know, which I'm sure she does with everybody. And the guy's like, oh, my God, you do? Can I tell you? And he'd been in prison for being a book thief. One of these guys that goes into libraries and museums and steals first edition books all over the world. He'd been in federal prison. There's actual <laughs> mental illness about that. And oh. so he confessed to her. And then they went back to his house, right? And they're having drinks and I decided whatever. And at the end of the night, he said, I want to give you a gift. And, and gave her a gift. She opened it up and it was a first edition book. Uh. And she's like, <laughs> he goes, no, I didn't steal that one. I didn't, you yeah, know, sure. but, but her yeah. dating life is crazy. <laughs> and she's, you know, and she's looking for love. I mean, she right. feels a lot of love, but she, I could see her getting married again. I see, definitely see her in a relationship because her history of relationships is, first of all, there are a lot of guys that are not your classic good-looking guys, you know. Uh-oh. Uh, John T. Uh, uh -oh. Chef Gordon, you know. You right. know, there's a friend, those are my friends, you know. Uh, but they aren't the classic. Like, she likes interesting uh, uh, people, you know. Chadley, you know, be, you know. Being a celebrity, though, Going on these dating sites, first of all, now what people are doing is, oh, I went on a dating site, and then they say something bad about the celebrity. You know, they, they reveal. Yeah, the that's bad. Right. Yeah, I don't see yeah. how. I mean, you can, if, you, if, you go, if you're famous and you go on, if you're, if you're Sharon Stone and you're on a dating site, she's got to be completely paranoid about these guys. You know what I mean? She's just got well, to she, be. Man, she talks to them for a long time, and, and then she'll text and get to know them. And yeah. I'm sure having a private eye check him out. But I feel sorry for Ben Affleck. Ben, I don't really feel sorry for him because he's awesome. But right. he's a guy I've known for many years. And I saw that the young lady put one of his uh, uh, videos up. He looked very good in the video. And right. uh, uh, But I just always, I am. if there's ever a rivalry, I'm on Team Ben. I just want to say, no matter what it is, I'm on Ben Affleck's side. He's a solid, great dude, you know, great you father. Know when did you get I do. close to Ben Affleck? You get close to everybody. I mean, Tom, you know, I, I always Tom Arnold, of course, is uh, legendary. These best friends are like Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff. But but I didn't know Ben Affleck and you were close. Well, I think we have something in common. Perhaps that uh, I had a common with Chris Farley, and mm -hmm. uh, 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 you know, we were in recovery, and right. you get to know pretty people pretty intimately. And I've known him for because of that from when he first moved out here. And uh, and he's just a real, you know. People like to to crap on Ben Affleck, and uh, and I just am always Team Ben. I mean, he's a, you know, he's amazing. Well, I'll tell you this with Ben Affleck: if he goes on a dating site and then some woman says some shit about him, she doesn't have to talk to Ben Affleck. You know, same with Matthew Perry. This woman, this young woman said, "Oh man, I'm young," and he uh, was talking to me. And you're like, "Well, you know, you know who he is." 
don't just swipe by him. Don't uh, don't get started with him. If you yeah, why is it his fault if you hang around? Yeah, that's right. right. You know, Sharon likes younger guys too. You know, right. and, and they don't seem to have a you know a problem. You know, they did kick her off bubble because they didn't think she was Sharon Stone. She had to prove she was Sharon Stone. But yeah, <laughs> how do you prove don't, that? You know, <laughs> but with the the shot, but uh, right. but I think it's a if if it's a big risk to do those things. Sasha tried to set me up for Bumble, but you had to have five pictures that you thought represented who you were. And I just couldn't do that because I also didn't want to disappoint people and say if people are out there looking for love. I don't, I don't know if they're looking for sex or do. It was just sex or something, you know, whatever. That's great. But if they're looking for love. That seems like uh, if I dated more than one person, and this is an issue I've had my whole life. That's why I was engaged four times and then married four more times because I thought, well, if I'm dating more than one person, it's cheating, and I'm going to project my dreams onto this person. That being said, I, I'm exactly where I've always wanted to be in my life, being a father for these uh, young kids. And and so, you know. Hey, I, I, I'll be... I'd be remiss if I didn't. How's Arnold? Have you have you seen him uh, recently? Is he doing well, okay? Uh, uh, Zoobs, he's good. Oh, he's very right. good. You know, he's got a new show uh, right. coming out, uh, uh, which is uh, True Lies Ask, and I hope to participate in that. And you know, he's just the best guy. You know, he's funny. And he met Sasha. Sasha was such a big fan. Of and so we we zoomed. And he said, you know, we talked a while in my office, and then I wanted to let him say hi to the kids. You know, right. um, you know, and, and then I told him, you know, my assistant is just she saw you ride by on a bike once, and she just freaked out. And then he, I could just tell it pepped him up to talk to <laughs> Sasha. And it, you know, he's got that spark, that twinkle in his eye. Oh, you know? yes, he does. Oh, <laughs> yes, he does. You, just, you better cool yes, it with that does. twinkle. <laughs> twinkle oh, yeah. in his yeah. eye. By the way, yes. here to say hello to you is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, uh, say hi to Tom Arnold, your dear friend, please. Hey, Tommy, you son of a gun, look at you. <laughs> hey, you still you still lifting the weights? Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, Absolutely, good. I buddy. I can hear it in your voice. You know, the divorce can't slow you down. You know, you got to hit the gym. Hey, by yes. the way, Tom, uh, uh, I wanted to say to Arnold Schwarzenegger, do you think Tom Arnold should date his assistant, Sasha, or should he avoid that kind of situation? Listen to me. You know, Tom was one of the guys who gave me the advice first off when he suspected things with the maid, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Just from my experience. That's all I'll say. That's it. All right. Well, so, so, Tom, there you go. Isn't that? Yeah. Come on. But, I'm not, we're not comparing Sasha to the maid, are we? No, uh, no, no, no. Okay. No. But you're uh, right. Arnold, Jeez. Arnold, are you comparing Sasha to the maid? <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. Sasha is gorgeous. But I had to yeah. turn the lights off with the maid, you know. But especially oh, turning all the lights off, of course. But yeah, no, I don't want to ruin because my kids are very close to Sasha too. Yeah. I don't want to ruin that by going, "Hey, let's just do this one thing," you know. <laughs> I, I just right. want it's it's she's too important to to my life and my kids' life to have sex with me. Please, right. please remember that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I do. You say it not like it's making sense. You say it like you're trying to hypnotize yourself. Like to, it's uh, a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, I just huh? think if if something happened, it's been so long, and you know there was a pandemic, and what if it was just okay to do that, and the other stuff to work? That's not how life is, though. I know yeah. that. So, so what are you doing for a sexual outlet? Are you watching porn? Are you are you masturbating constantly? I mean, yeah. what's going on? 
Y- yes. Well, you not are. constantly because you got to pick. You got to be. You know, with the kids, and they've. Uh, my son's never slept in his own bed, and my daughter ninety five percent of the time comes in. We got two craftmatic beds. They go up and down, and <laughs> and uh, so you just can't. You got to pick. Well, you know, a night that they're at mom's. You know, I plan out a little something, and I watch. Uh, <laughs> you lesbian date porn. <laughs> Yeah, I watched the Pornhub lesbian porn that's on Twitter. They got a. I found a place where you can kind of watch cycle through some. You know, uh, some scenes. It doesn't take that many. I have to put my reading glasses on, though, now. And, uh, <laughs> it's depressing. You know, it's, uh, it, 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 my house is small, so it's not like I could, you know, my big house, I could run in the closet. And, you know, it's a huge walk-in closet. Nobody knows you're in there. So you make a date with yourself. The kids are out of the house. They're at their mom's. You, uh, you have your iPhone. You cycle through the uh, various things on Twitter. And yeah, and you release uh, your tension that way. And, uh, and and look, there's no shame in that. We all have to do it. I do it. Everyone does that. Does he yeah, have a particular room? He's not in this room, is he? No, not that's the kids' <laughs> no, room. I see no. there's stuffed animals in there. What's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> what is he, an animal? I did. I did ask Sasha to get me some Astro. I go, well, hey, you're going to CBS? Would you give me uh, some Astro Glide? And she's like, absolutely not. I go, no, it's not for... She goes, yeah, I go, it is, but I just think I need to make it more special for myself because, yeah. you know, it's going to be a while before I, you know, have And you watch lesbian. Them. You watch lesbian porn. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. should watch um, guys who bang their assistant porn. Uh, oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. You imagine. Well, Sasha did Google Tom Arnold in porn, and a movie does come up, this soft porn movie I did back in oh. the 80s. And I'm not naked, thank God, but the the woman is. And it was for Easy Riders magazine. They had a a, a, boot, a film division, and it was a comedy thing that I wrote. But the idea was they had all this new leather bikini stuff, and and I just had to get the my date to keep taking off all her clothes and try on this new thing. And it's very funny, and I remember that. And and uh, the woman, I was I was young. I was in L, just moved to L.A. I was twenty something, and she was eighteen or nineteen, and and we did hook up. I, wow. I do have to, you know, and people have been like uh, threatening me. Hey, we know about your porn thing with, uh, you know, from these writers. And I'd be like, can you give me that? Cause I want to, I want to show, you know, show, <laughs> my kids grow up See, them to know, Hey, this was, I this did this guys. This is why you're smart. You admit to everything and you are an open book <laughs> and uh, no one can ever say that you have secrets. You've talked about your sobriety. You talk about, uh, all the women you've had sex with, you talk about your masturbation, you know, it, it, what's left. I mean, nothing, there's nothing anybody has on you. In other words, your attitude is I got nothing to be ashamed of. My sister was a, uh, a drug dealer. Uh, I, I'm not, you know what I did? I, I am actually putting out a documentary about it and I want to put it all out there. You know, it's uh, it's an unbelievable life, Tom. It really is. Well, One th- you, I'm grateful to you because you really broke the, Mass talking about masturbation. You brought it out of the closet, so yeah. to speak. People didn't used to talk about not having. Men would always say, "I have a, I have a huge penis, and yeah. uh, I don't <laughs> masturbate." No, I never have to. And then you just broke it down where guys like me could go, "Yeah, yeah, that's." And I think it's just a great thing for the world too. It is. You even admit you. I mean, Roseanne went on TV and said, "You know, Tom has a three-inch penis," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah so what." No, I said, what? yeah, even a 747 looks small when it lands in the Grand Canyon. That's what I said. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't, but, you know. Yeah. You know what, you know no. what, Tom? When I, uh, when I heard you had a three-inch penis, and this is unbelievable, yeah. I was jealous. I was like, God, he's got two more inches than I do. And uh, I, what's he got to complain about? And, and Joe, you know, 
my 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 kid had heard that. Some of my kids watch a lot of YouTube. They've seen people say things like that about me. And uh, and uh, Sasha's like, "Do you have a three inch penis?" And I'm like, "Sometimes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, depends. If the water's cold. It's, it's two inches. It's bed, yeah. <laughs> and you know what you do is you got to measure. You got to push the fat down. I That's mean, right. Measure something right. You'd really get in there. How yeah. is your but weight? How, how is your okay. weight, by the way? You say fat guy. It's big. I'm thick. It. I've gained you weight are. during the the uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I I'd like to blame my kids because the way. Uh, that, you know, I have to feed them and then I eat whatever they don't eat. Right. <laughs> but no, I have, <laughs> but you know, I exercise and, uh, but I got to get it down. I got to, I just think, uh, it'd be what are you weighing healthier. Now? What do you I weigh, weigh about, uh, 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 255. Oh, no kidding. That's pretty big. Yeah. I'm sick. Yeah. So I could, I think about 210 is, uh, the best weight for me, yeah. you know, yeah. I think, uh, we all agree. Uh, we'd like to see you get down to 210, get to your fighting weight and all that. Listen. Yeah, uh, I would recommend to my audience check out. This is uh, unbelievable. Uh, Tom is in Queen of Meth, and it's now airing on Discovery Plus, which, by the way, I love because you can stream it. There's no commercials. It's just yeah. a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I love it, and it really is an unbelievable story. It is a a real life Breaking Bad. I mean, Tom lived it, mm-hmm. and you know, it kind of what I like about it is you understand how they ended up in this fix. Because the parenting was just so bad. They had absolutely no guidance in life. And uh, it is really just a, it's a warning to the world. Like, man, when you don't get the proper parenting and you don't know if left is right and right is left, and the world is upside down, a lot of shit can go bad. And, uh, you know, you end up in a bad place. But um, Tom's even thinking of turning the documentary into a scripted series. And you've even said you'd like Margot Robbie to play your sister. And it would be a great role for her because she could do that move where you kind of, you know, you plane yourself up. You don't wear any makeup. Yeah. And she could get the Academy Award, right? Yeah. And I said I said that to, the, to page six or whatever. And then my sister's like, I said, you know, like Monster, Charlize Theron in Monster. <laughs> I said it. And then my sister calls me, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm not, the, like, mon- do I look like that? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, that's the kind of stuff you say to get projects going, you know. But Jennifer, <laughs> yeah. me, whoever would do it, whoever right. would do it, and, and uh, the producers did a great job with this the three episode documentary series. They really did. Yep. Discovery did a great great job. They cared about it. There's uh, honesty in there. There's some confrontations. Uh, Lori and her son. There's stuff that wouldn't have happened if not for this documentary. My brother and I, Lori, were together first time in 28 years, and we spoke. You know, from six feet apart because it was during COVID. Uh, that just wouldn't have happened, and, and I, I was grateful because I, I wanted to talk to him. You know, he'd been mad at me because I, I did. You know, I'm the oldest boy, and I did do bullying with my mm. brothers, and that brother Scotty, who's in it, uh, he owed me money because I bought him a car, and I saw him. I was back in a tumble with my, my buddies. And I saw him and I ran into the supermarket Safeway and got him, lifted him upside down and shook whatever money he had in his pockets. And, and that hurt his feelings. And I've tried to make amends for a long time because my, my dad wanted me to. And of course I should. Uh, but, but it, it happened there on camera. Um, he, I, he, he'd, he'd forgotten about it. I thought it was, he thought it was because I had him arrested, you know, so we, it was all the confusion, you know, it's confusing. What a family dynamic. It's I so sad, you. right? I can't you even have keep a, track. I know. It's so sad when you have a brother out there and, like, you know, you're completely estranged. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, and even with your sister, it's it's just the dynamic is so crazy. It really is. It's 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 such a crazy way to grow up. Yeah, uh, I, I can't I, even I, imagine. I really work with my kids so they don't grow up. I'm very cognizant of how I grew up, what it felt like, what, what it felt like to people not. But you could tell what uh, adults want to be with you if they're your mother or whoever, and you can tell what they don't. They can sit right next to you and you go, yeah, this isn't, you know, and as a kid, I'd be like, well, what can I get out of this? Can I get candy? Because this is not, this person does not want to be with me. Whereas, you know, one of my grandmothers never said a word, but she loved being with me. She would sit next to me. She dug, you could just feel it. So it's not really what you say or or, or what you do. And, and and I also don't think you have to be, uh, have relationships with your family. If it's if it's too abusive, if there's something that's, you know, if it makes you puts you in an unsafe place, drugs wise, or you know, I I don't think you people go well. It's family. Well, fuck that. If, unless it works. And my sister and I do have a they cover our childhood good. We do have a history together. My sister and I. So in other words, you don't believe in uh, this this biblical idea. Honor thy mother and father. Like what you're saying is not always. Maybe a mother and father don't deserve any honor, and um, you know your mother. Your mother had you when when she was sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and and then when you're four, she says goodbye. She like I'm I'm leaving. That's it. I mean, yeah. Well, that was uh, the best how- mother thing she ever did, though, because my yeah. parents were in court, and and then uh, the day they were going to have me testify, the oldest kid, I had to get on, and my dad said I can't do that. And the next day, she came out to his office and said, "Here's the keys to the house." There's a babysitter there. They're yours. And it took me until she died to go, okay, that's, you know, and what's funny is her seventh husband was the chief of police, by the way. So by the <laughs> sister's story, there's all kinds of, and he loved Lori. And all the cops, the local cops, loved my sister. And they hung with her, if you know what I mean. So it was super complicated to to bust her. But when she died, we weren't speaking. And she did a, a, a thing in the tabloids about me being a bad Jew and, and, uh, so I didn't go to her funeral, but the next day I went to where she was buried. I read a letter that I'd worked on with my therapist about, here's why I'm mad at you, and here's why I'm grateful, and just to put it to rest. And then I paid off her seventh husband, who was already engaged, uh, to move her remains to where they are now with her parents. And I gave her back, you know, her maiden name. And then on the Roseanne show, the fa- Roseanne's father died, and I gave Roseanne the letter I'd written my mom to read to her father and she she changed it a little bit but she won an emmy for that for that moment where on the show and it was exactly the same as i'd done in real life with my wow. my mother it's a very powerful yeah, yeah. by the way I, I want to put my name in the uh, running if margot robbie plays your sister Who i would like to play be? this i want to be the scumbag who marries her oh uh, <laughs> you know uh, let me handle that you you, you wait till you see my acting all right, yeah. listen, Tom Arnold, he, he said it all. You know, this guy, he, he tells you everything the way it is. Uh, I recommend you see Tom and Queen of Meth now airing on Discovery+. Plus. It's an amazing story, and they tell it quite well. Hey, Tom, good to see you. Thanks for uh, doing the show, and uh, always good to talk to you. And uh, best good of luck with you, everything. Guys. I mean, you got a lot going on. I can't wait yeah, to find out what happened. Yeah. I mean, We look yeah. forward you know, to seeing what you do next. You bet. Thanks, yeah. Tom. All right, thank you, guys. All right, All right. Hey, bye-bye, hey, Tom. Tom Arnold. Bye. Wow. Tom's uh, 
been married three times less than his own mother. So he's still got a couple of marriages he <laughs> Boy, can go through. Boy, I tell you, they go through marriages in that family. They sure do. I love yeah. talking to him. He's great. He's yeah. great because he's, yeah. he's lived a lot and he's willing to tell you about it. Like, Yeah, I'm not even sure the stuff he tells you he should be telling you about. But he uh, uh, Most people would not tell you. That's, That's right. the whole thing. Yeah. Whew. By the way, uh, Tom was looking for the lost Trump tapes, but he never found them. I know, them. I know, and, and yeah. that didn't work out, yeah. Right. And uh, Man, I'll be curious. childhood, yeah. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah, sure was. Ugh. Oh, come on, Robin. Hey, it's not that was not me. <laughs> sounded like you. <laughs> How dare you? Right. And uh, I guess we could end the show. Maybe, I'll, all right, I'll let Marianne from Brooklyn have the last word. She loves getting on. Oh, my God, Howard. Was that heavy duty? I have to check that out. Yeah, it was good. I, said, yeah. I'm still watching. Yeah, you know what, Marianne? I don't want to subscribe to Discovery Plus because I have so many streaming services me already. Too, but I now that's going to make me do it. I, I have oh, Discovery Robin, Plus. That. Yeah. I like it. I, I watch Yeah, a but you of like those 600 pound life and all me that. Me too. Yeah. 90 right, Day Fiance. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to have to subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm subscribing as of today. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bite the bullet. I want to watch it. And I thought it was heavy duty and it was great. And I hope Ed is good. And I want to tell you that I have the foot nanny cream, Robin, and it's fabulous. And I can't stand Oprah for always flaunting her wealth. Howard, I agree with you. But I did buy that foot nanny cream and it's perfect. And I love you. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, but I guess the foot nanny has products. Oh, you know what? Right. It's so weird. When I was watching this Oprah thing, I didn't even realize that that's what she was talking about. She was like screaming and yelling at her feet and she's getting her feet done by this woman. And I was, I didn't realize it was even a commercial for foot. I didn't know foot nanny was Maybe a thing. She's I helping thought, out the foot nanny and you're giving her hell. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize. Robin, this time I'm going to agree with that. Like she was giving mm. Foot Nanny some props because the pedicure business has been out because of COVID. What, is she and getting paid that for that? Like does Oprah, like, is that like a commercial endorsement that she's doing? I hope not. I mean, I can't imagine. What, what does she need that for? What, she doesn't need money from the Foot uh, Nanny. Uh, she listen, better not I, be taking my Foot Nanny money. <laughs> she owes me a refund. All right, Marianne, thank I you. Would. I don't even know. Goodbye. I mean. You know, Howard, I, I mean, I, uh, Oprah has those, you know, favorite things. I don't yeah. think people pay her for that. So what is the foot nanny? Is it a cream? The foot nanny is a person who makes foot products, apparently. So the woman that I saw on Instagram rubbing Oprah's feet, is she the, the foot, foot nanny? nanny. That oh, she Oprah is? Oprah was screaming, the foot nanny's here! Oh, oh. Are we using the cream foot? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, nanny, nanny. Well, I don't know. Foot nanny. I never heard. I, oh, of I didn't. Nanny. I heard. I of boot nanny. <laughs> I'm so out of it. I just thought there was this random woman assigned <laughs> to rubbing Oprah's feet. And I was like, that's a weird optic to put out there in the, <laughs> the middle of people struggling. Like, you know, there's just some woman. I didn't realize what we you... see. And Oprah had a good uh, intention. Oh, OK. Well, maybe that makes it a little better, I guess. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> I'm on the Foot Nanny's website. Those creams, $48 for a little jar. 
The 40 what does it do? How do you know how big that jar is? It's on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. Lavender, you know, eucalyptus, peppermint. I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of foot cream for 48 bucks. All different jars. You know, guys, we see cream. We put our penis in it. <laughs> well, that's what Tom was saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay. I got it. All right. I'm glad you cleared that up for me. I Marianne did. Uh, Marianne did. I'm not into, I don't have Oprah on Instagram or anything else. Yeah. All right, people want it. Okay, one more call. Go ahead, David. Huh. David's gone. Oh, Mike in Maine. Okay, what up? Hey, hey Howard. I was hoping you'd hey pick now. up. Yeah. Hey, Howard. Um, by the way, when you guys were talking about uh, how much you and hey Fred now. were, yo, hey now, when you're talking about you guys hey shitting on Gary, make, hey now. All right, hey I got to get out. I got to go. I got a life. All right, goodbye. Uh, Howard, hey, Howard, Howard, Howard. Yeah. Yes. Get out of here. Okay. So I just, I ever, I'm listening to the replays, and so many of those replays, all I ever think and say is, poor Gary. Poor Gary, just trying to live a life and, like, eat a snack and maybe have a family and own a house and have a basement and you know, do all these things, and he just gets fucking shit every time, and it's hilarious. But I feel so bad for the guy. He really yeah, does well, take a beating. All right, who cares? You feel Paul bad Gary. for him. Yeah, don't call <laughs> me. <clears throat> Gary Gary need, Gary's having too good a life. He needs he needs me to straighten him out. Dulo bu- the best thing bookie, that ever happened to Gary. Yes, David. Hey, what's going on? Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey, yeah, man. Uh, y'all talk about the weed gummies all the time. My wife, super hot. Um, and uh, it, those things are a miracle. They really are. We got her license here in Oklahoma, and um, I kind of finally had to talk her into it. To give you a rundown, one day um, she's super bitchy, griping at me nonstop. She gets to the house. I guess she takes a half a gummy, and um, by the time I get there, I'm kind of thinking she's going to be, you know, wound up, still griping at me. She gives me a half side cock smile. She's chilled out. We put the kids to bed, and then uh, she takes the other half a little bit later. And um, we've been married for 15 years. We're having sex, doing what we do. And those gummies just, I guess he just wind her up so much. She She's letting me slip it in her back door. And it, it's super hot, super steamy. And it's just, uh, it's, it is kind All of right. becoming a regular well, there you thing. Go. Here's a guy saying he uh, his wife started doing gummies and uh, now he's getting anal sex. Now he's he getting him. sex in the back door. Wonder what happened. There. So in other words, her shrinker loosened up like, like. <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm talking, I, and the thing is, uh, um, Frank's really helped me out with his uh, sex talk. He's, he's told me about the fingering the chick and really warming her up and the fast fingering. And so I, I kind of warm her up with the fingering first. And then, um, then, you know, we kind of build into it a little bit right. more. So here, my, here, I think what David's saying up. in his uh, own way is that he, his wife took gummies and he put his finger in her ass. And uh, well, she liked it. I think he actually it. means he heard that from Ronnie. Oh, and Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie yes. Get the finger, yeah. you know, with the finger things. With the finger things. Yes. Stick yeah. the fingers in it. Get the finger, you know, with the finger things. Right. So, in it's other words, pink. you gave her unplanned anal. Is that it? And there was no mess? You didn't uh, shit the bed or uh, you didn't pull out any duty? Nope, nope. No. Nope. It was right, good, and it's, been, it's it's actually becoming a regular thing. Uh, about once or maybe twice a month, 
she'll get so horny and so hot, kind of like Robin was talking about. It just she just wants it. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, yeah. I haven't heard this before, but I guess gummies loosen up the anus. And uh, Robin, uh, <laughs> now this guy is getting anal on a twice monthly uh, uh, regular basis. I would Neither. say I would say less of loosening up the anus and loosens up the uh, the bitchiness. Right. Um, just the the over overwhelming hotness of her and her kind of riding high on her horse. It just chills all that shit out. And uh, what a uh, what a tremendous hot. plug for the marijuana industry. Huh? Yeah. Maybe I'll take away the bitch. She like a PMS pill, basically. It just but for every the other two weeks of the month that she's not crazy. Hmm. Well, sounds like you're putting up with a lot, but uh, it's worth it once she gets that gummy in her and uh, the That's the anus. Right. You the prefer anal shit. sex? You like putting it in there? The poop shit. Uh, not 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 as much. It's not as much movement. You know what I mean? It's just kind of yeah. you know, sticking it in and watching her. I like watching her face really um, express um, real enjoyment. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, it's almost like she's giving that cum face almost the whole time that you're having sex it's it's you know not just when she's orgasming it's basically right when you're sticking it in she's giving that face of basically her climax almost the entire time i'm curious uh, now that you're giving her anal and, and you know sort of uh, getting in that area is she moving her bowels any better is her is are things loose there no you funny is I've, I've actually never heard my wife fart or i've mm. never actually experienced her um like she right. she hides a lot of that i've never heard her toot well she's a real lady i'll tell i'll give her that right robin yeah well right. yeah right that's right, right. Keeping right. Yeah. all right david fascinating did you imagine robin what he's a, what a commercial <laughs> i'm just thinking of all the things this show has contributed to his marriage recently right ronnie's fingering techniques the gummies everything that's why I, when I hear people complain about a subscription, I go, are you crazy? What you're learning? <laughs> uh, all that music and sports and, uh, and, and Ronnie's fingering. Come on. <laughs> you name a better Stupid value fingers. out there. Get the finger, you know, with the finger things. That's right. Oh, look who it is, my buddy Ralph. I haven't spoken to Ralph in a while. No, where's Ralph been? Uh, and, he's busy. Uh, he's busy. I don't know what he's busy, busy with. He's busy. That's all. I was busy with my mom for a bit. Hey, I went to see her finally. It was nice. Oh, you went down to uh, her, where she lives, huh? F- Florida, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was going to be crazy down there, but they they had more masks down there than they did up here. They finally got it together <laughs> at the end of the pandemic. <laughs> it's a little late. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I wanted to tell you, but Tom Arnold, I mean, I think he's like, he's definitely in the top five now. I mean, his stories, you could have done an hour on one of those any one of those 50 crazy stories i mean i know i know what a He's life it's what a exhausting. life but my favorite thing though was his advice to chris farley was to pick one be a drug addict or a fat slob like you can't do both. <laughs> you can't be both like, he's so right how about you know normal doesn't enter into it though like no. be healthy <laughs> well you know in a way it's true if chris farley had said you know hmm, what's better getting high or eating and he picked one, and he stayed in that lane. So he either would have been obese, but he wouldn't have put so much on his heart with uh, with all the drugs. Right. Uh, or if he'd gotten thin and done drugs, he still might be with us. You know, the combo is the lethal thing as well. 
Well, that was a thought that Arnold, uh, Tom Arnold had that I had never thought before. He says, no, he would have been a great older man. He would have been a great, he could have had a relationship. You know, it's dismissive to say, oh, yeah, it had to be that way. He he wasn't right. meant to get old. But but what's weird about that, too, is like when you do drugs, you're skinny. I mean, like, it, they, you know, all those drugs just make you lose your appetite. So how did Chris Farley eat through all that, too? You know, yeah, it's crazy. an amazing story. It all is amazing. Uh, that's but, uh, called a double addiction. Yeah, sure is. Mm. Well, mm. how about Sharon Stone, who still looks good being on a dating app? I mean. And this Bumble is a new dating app run by women for women. So women apparently have all the control well, on that's that the app. Case. And they so slowly graduate to eventually meeting wow. a person. They're supposed to be building a relationship on the app before they ever All I know date. is I'm glad I'm married because uh, if there's a, a dating app run by women, uh, they're going to leave me out of there. I'm, well, what's funny to me is she wound up with a guy who had a criminal record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much for women running a date. The best part the best but, part of that was they she got thrown off because they didn't think it was her. Right. <laughs> well they couldn't why, believe it either. They're like, why would Sharon Stone be on our dating app? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. All right, Ralphie boy. I'll talk Maybe to you. Maybe Benji soon. can get her. Uh, Benji's now on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Benji could get Sharon Stone. I think maybe she'd like Benji, you know? You He's think? Eccentric. You know, yeah. you, were, you were so right the other day when you were saying to Benji, it's like, besides putting yourself through that, it's like Benji would be good at meeting somebody in person. Like he, you know what I mean? To, to right. pictures up that aren't you. It's just, just go out and fucking meet people. Those fucking right. stupid apps. Well, I guess the app is good during a pandemic. At least you could kind of make contact with people. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's all fucked up. All right, look, I got to go. I have a life, too, you know. I can't sit here all day uh, with the radio show. Oh, Benji is on Bumble. I just got handed a note. Benji is on Bumble. <laughs> he's on the mall, probably. Right. <laughs> you hey, Benji. can't name one he's not on. Yeah. By the way, he's tried every one. <laughs> Benji, would you... You would bang Sharon Stone, right? I mean, she's older than you, but so what? She still looks good. Yeah, she's Put it attractive. out there. What? Yeah. She's attractive. Would you have sex with her? Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? Good for you. All right. Well, actually, she's, she, she's buddies with my sister, I think. Is that right? I think so. I know they've done stuff together. So why, don't you, why don't you hit her up, up on that app? Good look on Bumble. See if you can find her uh, profile. How I've do you seen find a lot of. I've seen a lot of celebs on Bumble. I've seen. Who's on there? Anybody good? I've seen Chelsea Handler. I've seen uh, several of the housewives. I've seen uh, Sarah Silverman. So, you know, uh, uh, like several people. Well, do you want to fuck any of them? Do you want to fuck like a housewife? Who don't I want to fuck? I, so then why don't you hit some you of them up? A, I, how do I you do. get in touch with I them? I do. Oh, oh you do? And they don't uh, They don't. I've even back. bought the extra little thing where it costs like three bucks because you can like star them. And it puts oh. you on top of the line, uh. and uh, and then you hope, yeah, that you'll. I just get this impression that Benji is humiliated on every app he joins. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why? Even, no, I also he... I I have I have fun with it's fun. I meet I have like three dates. Three you can set up a date like in two seconds. I have like. But what about like a, a celebrity? I know you want that. Have you tried one of those? The Raya thing. Well, I no, don't know. we're With talking Sharon about Bumble. Stone. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I. you're saying have I written to a celebrity on Bumble yes. or Hinge? Okay, so on Bumble, you have to match. Okay. And I, so I've, I've paid the extra $2 or $3 to put myself on top of the line, and I've mm-hmm. starred them. Bumble, when Robin says it's a woman's controlled app, it means the woman has to write you first. Yeah, but I'm not asking that. I'm saying, have you, on any of these apps, tried to match with a celebrity? And who is the celebrity you've tried? Who are you interested in? Every one in? of them. Which one? Every, I, Name. I mean, I Sarah always Silverman? swipe right. I swiped right, which means, yes, I tried to match. I see. And not one of them has responded to you. I think I feel, I can't remember who, but I think one of them I matched with once, and you they have like twenty four hours to write you, but I don't think she ever wrote me. I don't remember which who one was it. Was. You don't remember? I, it. I honestly finally, don't remember, but I remember. That's I was like, like going fishing, and you finally caught a big fish, and you don't remember it. I mean, of course you remember. I I really don't. And yeah. um, I there was a, a you wouldn't know her, but there was a famous author that I matched with once. Yeah, and I've even met her before. And she started writing me. I wrote her back, but I didn't know if she knew who I was. But mm. then she just, I lost touch with her. Mm. Here's a note from the guys. Benji once told us he swipes right on every girl. He's never actually not well, swiped on a girl. No, no, no. I do sometimes swipe left, but. um, That's not what you told the guys. No, no. It's easier you're it gets really it takes so much more time to go like to think about it and go like so you just you just accept everyone and then you find out who you matched with although i think algorithm wise all right here's one last note that you'll like to hear robin benji thinks he could date that i thought and he didn't remember i said probably the volume with all these apps of people he's trying to match with Mm. he doesn't remember what he's doing all right, but this is good. You'll like this. All right. Benji thinks he could date Halle Berry, but he'd need to meet her in an interesting way, like running into her in an elevator. For some reason, well, he feels... Well, if you feels... can meet her, how come there have to be these special circumstances? Right. No, I I was asked, like, you know, what celebrity could you get? It was, they were, it was like a game. Right. And then they said, well, what about Halle Berry? And I said, well, I think if we got stuck in an elevator for a couple of weeks... I, we, 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 where's this elevator in the serious building oh my god that's hysterical i hit the emergency right. button because i want to get to know you beater well all right let's if uh, she call was it a forced day. to be with me i could get her if she was in a prison <laughs> camp and throw her in my car i, I could get her i don't think you could get Halle Berry. i'll be honest with you i don't care what the scenario is maybe Chuck maybe Berry. not Maybe not. You ever see the guy she dates? I see her on like social media. Oh my She's, like, god, these... they're all beautiful. Yeah, like I'm the sure young hunky guys, you know. But they're not in the elevator, right? They didn't all right. Have anyway, to be in an elevator. By the way, it uh, it's been a long day. Yeah, that was fun. A lot of fun, but uh, time to end the fun. Yeah, go and, with uh, Angie on Bumble. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, I I you can go on right any time of day. And boom, boom, boom! You have all these dates. It's that—that's the fun of it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> but then no boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, look I who like it is! Rape. I haven't, Beans, I haven't, I haven't heard from Sour Shoes in a long time. Oh, Hello, Sour. Uh, sour. Hi. How are me? <laughs> Sorry. 
world's biggest pass. <laughs> you know, Howard, you were talking about foot fetishes. You know why? <laughs> you know why the guy with the foot fetish loved to swim in the ocean during rough seas? Why is that, Jackie? <laughs> he couldn't resist the undertow. You're still at the top of your game. I was wondering what happened to you, uh, Jackie. You remember, I, you, you, yeah. you remember the joke I wrote for Roseanne, remember, about Tom? Yeah. <laughs> What's the big difference between <laughs> Tom's jokes ow, and Tom's small penis? <laughs> Nobody laughs at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck? Uh, well, I you know, see you doing well. That. Yes. He tried, you know, one time they tried to have phone sex on the rotary phone, but the dialer's holes were too big. <laughs> I got to tell you something real quick. You know, uh, Roseanne's success... <clears throat> Was real was the main reason that Grace Under Fire had the cult open. Remember that? Is that right, uh, Gary? You have a lot of information, don't you? Yeah. On various topics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your new say, hobby? Are you into scotch, uh, Gary? Oh, I drink scotch whiskey all night long, and I'm in front of my vinyl. We got it made for the losers in the world. Real quick, real quick story. <laughs> so you're talking about Grace Barley. Right. How bad things were for him. Spade and Norm told me to right. babysit him. <laughs> That's how bad things were going. But awesome interview. You know, it's so funny. Uh, Artie was here. I was eating shrimp and linguine. And Jackie right. went over, came over on his jetty. And he started to go into some talk about the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is, Sour Shoes. What happened to him? I mean, shoes. I haven't heard from him in so long, but. Call us back next week. Yeah. Yes, Jeff. I got to go, but go ahead. Yeah, why? Why do you why do you always hurt hurry me up and then you I, let everybody else talk? Because I base it on if you're being interesting or not. And and you call with the same thing every single time. It's it's always some sort of question about why you don't get more airtime and it's it's dull. No, no, it's not it's not. It's not dull? Anyway. No, it's not. Anyway, have a good weekend. That's it? Okay. Well, you're hanging up on me. I'm sitting here. Oh, well. well you want to no, know well, the truth? You want to know the truth, Jeff? I do. I do. Okay. I'm going to be straight with you. Okay. You're so talented and so much fun. You make me look bad when you come on the air. Like, I can't possibly be as interesting as you. Okay? There's the truth. Well, at least we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you got the truth. Answer. All right. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, I've admitted I, I'm so, I have no right. talent. I'm fully satisfied. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, Jeff has Good been weekend. signing autographs at private events. I got what word about this. Events? Gary told me about I don't know, but are a lot of people looking for your autograph at these private events? Oh, mom, this guy came to my house. 
Oh, okay. Time. oh, okay. All right, I had it wrong. All right, balls, you have the last word. No balls. No balls. I got no, no balls. balls. <laughs> no balls. All right, everybody. Uh, Benji, good luck on the dating app, Robin, uh, later, and uh, we'll uh, say uh, goodbye.